All right, all right. Ole, ole. Welcome to Vuvu Radio or Vuvuzela Radio or, or, or the Eric Nash Show, as Bob just told me. Eric Nash here with Bob Long, Alex. Kristowski. Kristowski, thank you very much. Right. Alex Bayaval, Kristowski, right there. Okay. Um, thank you, Pat. Um, I'll buy a vowel. But anyway, listen, we're, here we are at our favorite place, Villa Capri. We, lo- we love them. I don't know how they feel about us, but we, lo- we love them. Where else can you get a Peroni beer at 8 o'clock in the morning? Very nice, you know. So we're here at Tottenham. Tottenham is uh, hosting Liverpool. And, you know, in typical Tottenham home fashion, early in the season, they're down 1-0. P- pretty ticky-tack penalty kick, uh, penalty call. I mean, the, the announcers thought it was a legitimate. Uh, Lamella kind of lost uh, the guy with the ponytail in Liverpool. What was his name again? I forget his name now. I don't um, know. He's on the screen yeah, right now. Maybe yeah, take yeah. a look. Yeah, turn around. Oh, Would you, they never yeah. turn around when you ask him. They, they, he just clipped the back of his heel, though. Yeah, and, clipped the EP. He missed them. Unfortunately, Eric, also very, very close to the edge of that 18. They never even really questioned that part. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the announcers seemed to think it was a legitimate call. I think it was the right call. Right. But it was kind of incidental contact. Incidental though, so. contact, right. very close to the edge of the box. Right. But you know what? It fell on the Liverpool end of right. both of those spectrums. And, yeah, right. it was, it was right. a good penalty. And it was drilled by Milner. 1-0 Liverpool. I thought that, I, I thought that uh, you know, if you looked at it, the guy was kind of on the end line, the goal line. He may have not really had much of an angle to do very much. It's a shame that that happened. Right. Ball might have even been heading out of bounds. Yeah, it's not like he was coming down the middle and someone had to, like, save a, you know. So they gave up the wonderful penalty kick, and we all know how that usually comes out. So so uh, Tottenham's got 25 minutes to come back. I, I'm gonna, I say this game's got a draw written all over. That's just my opinion right now. You think so? I, I, I do, although, to, although Tottenham almost went down 2-0. So maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know. But we'll see. We will see. Hey, early early days, Tottenham one win, one draw. So, you know, uh, Liverpool's got a win and a loss. They lost to Burnley last week, which was kind of a shocking result. Didn't play very well after their big win at Arsenal in week one, where they Huge doubled win. up on Arsenal 4-2, I believe. And they had a lot of momentum coming into the season after the 4-0 result against Barcelona. and uh, But, you know, I, I think what it'll end up, what ended up being this year is, is how this Liverpool team will play in games a lot like this one. And obviously, I mean, that's, that's not a rocket science statement, but, you know, it's a Liverpool team that has been, you know, sixth through eighth in the last few years. And if they want to be in that top tier, you know, it really is going to come down to how they do against the Man Cities of the world, against the Tottenham's of the world. And so far today, so good. You know, I, think, I think if it would come down to how they did against the Tottenham's of the world, they would be winning like 10 straight championships, in my opinion. But <laughs> that seems, it seems like they always beat us, you know. But, you know, this is a road game. So, you know, actually a point would have probably been a good result for Liverpool, looking at it from their point of view. Three points is a huge result. Absolutely. They're not, they're not, they're not outplaying Tottenham, I don't think you could say. Vorm's kept uh, Tottenham in the game. We were subbing for no, Luis, but yeah, know? Vorm has had to come up with a, a big save or two. There was an offside that was very, very close that would have resulted in the second goal, and obviously there was the penalty. So, while I think Tottenham has controlled a little bit more of the possession and maybe even a little bit of the final or that that middle third, they haven't executed quite as much in that final third, and and that's why you're seeing Liverpool in the lead right now, and it could be more. So, well, uh, Good news, though. Coutinho is coming out, being subbed out in the 66th minute, 68th minute. That's a good thing. He's their best player, by far, in my opinion, by far. Um, they're a good team. I, I don't know if that Arsenal result, you know, 
I don't think of either of their first two results you could read too much in. It's such early days right now. Same thing with Tottenham. Remember that margin of difference, though, between the best team and the sixth team really isn't that that much. I mean, game, obviously a game of soccer where you're winning 1-2-0, 2-1, etc. I mean, it's a Liverpool team that over the course of 38 matches, you wonder if they can really hang at the top, but in any 90-minute stretch, you know that they can play with anybody. I mean, I think you're right. I mean, and, and, you know, obviously points are big anytime you get them. You know what I mean? This is a big game for Tottenham because three points would have given them seven out of nine, which is a really, really strong start. And they're not really known for strong start, Tottenham. So that would have been good, obviously. Uh, they're home. Um, Liverpool's not playing that well. This is not the Liverpool team that, that, that beat Arsenal so handily, I don't think. You know, that was a road game. You know, but if Liverpool has two road games against Arsenal and Tottenham, and have six points. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and then, of course, then they trip up against Burnley, and that, my friends, is the English Premier League in a nutshell. Really. Yes, it is. You know, and Johan uh, Johan Klopp is wearing Jurgen Klopp, Jurgen Johan Jurgen Carlsbad Jurgen 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 Klopp. Uh, is wearing uh, what, what would you call what he's wearing? It looks like like one a of those dry fit shirt or something. Yeah, one of those dry yeah. fits. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's got a real much like, different athlete. than the suit of Ponchettino. Or does he have a suit today? He I know usually, he's. I don't know. He's, he usually he, wears a suit, but he usually has a jacket he's on. He's got a James yeah. Bondish look going on. There you Black go. turtleneck today. I think, oh, okay. So. Well, Pochettino. I can't out. pull that look off, but maybe he can. Well, he's rich, so he can. <laughs> Pochettino is uh, is certainly he said a good. I don't kid. look good. Well, it doesn't matter. I have more money than you do, so it doesn't matter. You know, in this world, as we've learned from uh, the politics of the time, it doesn't really matter as long as you have the most money. That's really all that really matters. So you're in the banking industry. Good place to be. really is. Well, is it really? That's where they keep the money, man. Do, do, well, do I have it. all the yeah. money or do I lend money to the people that have all the well, money? The thing is, you know where it is. Right. And, and you, you know, know how to get it. And you know the combination. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something. Jesse James would like to talk to you, I think. But that's uh, you know. But the thing is, though, it's it, money makes the world go round. An old saying, but it's very true. Very true. I mean, look at what is <laughs> you going to get me. I'm going to go ranting on the politics yeah, of the day. I was worried about this. I'm going to rant on it, but I'll tell you what. I've been a big <laughs> fan of Trump, as I've been saying. Can I tell you? <laughs> no, I cannot. Sure I cannot. You know, try to convince somebody to back this guy. Oh, is that a, a goal for Tottenham? There yes, you go. that's a Tottenham. And goal. we change the subject. We changed the subject. Oh, no. We did not. Perfect timing. Come on, baby. There you go. The Spurs fan. Tottenham Mets here. He loves it. Well, Tottenham Eric wants to talk politics. Tottenham Eric. All right. No. No, but okay. My my point is Trump is such a lunatic. I can't really go for him either. So I don't know. Tell me about the third party candidate some other time. Boris Johnson. Oh, no. He's from England. Sorry. Whatever. I don't know his name. That's a huge goal for Tottenham, guys. That's huge. Oh, I told you this one I draw weight all over. Yeah, but you know what? Now there's a lot more time left. Sure. You got 20 minutes to break the tie. Eric's prophecy is coming true. The 1-1 draw. Todd was very good at late late scoring draws. Yeah, they always have been. It's interesting. And a draw draw is not a good result, I don't think. You're looking at the beginning of this game. I think you want to get the three points. You Look, you finished ahead of Liverpool last year. You're basically ahead of them now going into this game. So you don't want to drop points to them. You don't want to give them, well, we've one point each, so you wouldn't really be dropping. Right. But if you don't get the three, you're dropping points. Got to win. I don't want Arsenal to nip us at the finish line again by one point. You know what I mean? I want St. Totter, Totteringham's Day to end. Oh, I see. So that scar still lives. Oh. You're, you're talking about three versus one point here is the difference, in that yeah. end of this, which it could easily be. But 
It is. If we got three instead of one, a late goal last season, they would have beat Arsenal. When right. they got that monkey, that long, well, long lived monkey off also the back. Also, they just beat Newcastle. Right. That's right. I mean, they I, gave up the last two games of the season. I don't blame anything else but that. It's funny. You look at the Arsenal, and it'd be interesting to see how Arsenal back, bounces back today, by the way. Because uh, I think I'm going to look at the schedule right now. Do you know who Arsenal is playing? They, they play the 10 o'clock game. Yeah, we'll get the 10 o'clock games up in a second. But yeah. while we do that, Eric, I want to hear your thoughts on Vorm, the keeper Wonderful. that is filled in. He's filled in for Hugo Lloris while he's out for about a month or two. And Vorm has been a guy that's come up with some big saves early, an accomplished keeper, very, very solid. I'm very happy with what Spurs have in that. Besides Hugo, obviously a world class keeper. Michelle Vorm, I, I, a very good keeper. When Swansea had that really nice run two years back, mm-hmm. he was terrific. Came to Tottenham, which I was a little surprised, and it kind of went, you know, under the radar. At least in America, I'm sure. I'm sure in North London, they took interest in that. Sure, Vorm was the guy that's been there. He's been their uh, tournament goalkeeper, you know, so he has played um, in, in the tournaments, which they didn't really fare all that well last year, you know. But he's a very good good keeper. Lloris apparently does not have a long-term injury. If you recall, opening weekend, he kind of took himself out of the game. Yeah, just you know. a strain, I believe. Right. He said he should be back by next week, a which strain is good. where? Can you enlighten the non-Tottenham fans here that, that aren't sure what happened? You know, I don't think the Tottenham fans were that sure what happened. <laughs> he he made his really good save, which he's right. prone to do, and then he uh, then he just walked off. You know, they had to use a sub on him about the twenty twenty five minute mark of the game, and it was a little strange. They, they didn't know because there wasn't anything on the replay that you could see. Yep. So I'm going to say he pulled the hamstring or something, something like that. That's what I was guess. He wasn't really limping though, so it's hard to tell. So, pulled muscle, I'm guessing, but he has missed two weeks. So, you know, anything that you need two or three well, weeks for recovery. Yeah. It's such a luxury to have a guy like Vorm coming in, who, by the way, it will be the man of the match here, regardless of who scores the winning goal. Who got the goal, by the way, for Tottenham, did you see? That was Danny, Danny Rose. Rose. Danny Rose coming up big again. Yeah, I mean, Tottenham's a really good team. You know, if you look at their team, not just because I'm a fan, Bob, and you, but they're a very good team. Yeah. They folded up a little bit. And if you recall, they had a bad start last year. Right. Bad start, like, yeah. first three games. Four, they had, like, three draws in the first four games. So it was not a. It was pretty horrendous because they're getting one point and they're falling behind the league already. Right. Came back, played very well uh, in a year where they certainly, you know, were probably the second-best team. You know, you know, unfortunately, Leicester was not to be denied. This year may be a different story for Leicester. But anyway, yeah. so I, I think Vorm was a terrific pickup. What happened? I'm just very upset. No, I'm not very upset. Disappointed because Danny Rose, even though he scored the goal, just flubbed a, a, an opportunity to settle. It went out of bounds. It was a wonderful set of moves and then a, a perfect yeah. ball to get it to him. And, you know, they had something building. Nevertheless, uh, back to Hugo Lloris. It was confirmed, yes. It's a hamstring strain. I know you mentioned it. Hamstring strain, minor. Expected to be out for about a month. That's from when it happened, maybe two more weeks. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's yeah. one of those things that linger a little bit, though, maybe. right? I mean, must be. You know, from from your athletic days, Eric, we'll take you back a little bit here. You I'll know, have you know I was the in the swimming hamstr- pool yesterday for two hours. There he is. So there you go. So I'm trying to work it back to my athletic days. Love it. Or at least so I could see them in the rearview mirror, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you take what you can get, Bob. But you look at Tottenham. You're gonna when you talk about Danny Rose, okay? Young player, okay. Uh, also, he falls, fits into the mode of Lamella, Kyle Walker. These are guys that are going to have flashes of brilliance and are going to really torment your soul sometimes and make you pull your hair out because they're young and they, they, you know, they're overly aggressive. Kyle Walker's one with bad fouls, plays with a lot of heart. But ultimately, these guys each year, you're seeing less of the bad fouls and more of the flashes of brilliance. And I think Lamella, I predicted he's going to be the team, the man of the team. Wow. Um, and that was my no prediction way. the first week. We'll see. Well, who's cool. your pick, Bob? Who's the man of the team of Tottenham in your mind? I mean, for me, it comes down to three guys. Loris, which it could easily be by the time he comes back. Kane, obviously, scores a ton of goals. Right. One of the best scorers in all of England. When he wants to. When he's in a groove. He and does. then Christian Eriksen. Eriksen's always Very a good. good choice. Absolutely class, a class player, Eriksen who I think is just waiting for his real breakout. Obviously, he's thought of very highly in the English Premiership. I think still at this moment it's thought of in more of a future capacity for him. That he's shown flashes, hasn't been consistent. When he becomes consistent, I think he can be a world-class player. Okay, here you go. Erickson or Coutinho, who would you want on your side right now? Tough question, Alex. Yeah, that's very tough. I'm give me, go. give me Erickson. Just to maybe, maybe yeah. it's a little Spurs loyalty there. But okay, no, but I'm gonna tell you that's a good question. Long term, one, yeah. long term. Give me Spurs or something. You got Alley. Don't you forget you got Alley on the team. Of course, Deli Alley. Kyle Walker. If he can stay in the lineup um, and uh, yeah. yeah, then you not got, commit. Uh, Toby, yeah. I can't say his last name either. Adelride or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's a good player. I mean, a very good. Oh, team. Alderweire, yeah, very good team. Erickson, as you said. Yep, and then Jansen now yeah. comes over, scored yeah. what twenty goals last year. Can't argue Lamella, player of the player of the year. All right, fair enough. They they signed him for about thirty million dollars two or three years ago. You remember that? I mean, he was he came did not yep. come cheap. Where did he yep. come from? Sunderland, Southampton. It was something like that, wasn't it? I think Lamella came from the Spanish league. Am I wrong? Oh, he did. I don't know. I'll look that up. I think he came from this. I want to say he came from. I don't know. Lamella is Lamella is Argentine. I don't think he came from the he EPL. He is Argentine, yes. Yeah, I, I don't think he came from the EPL. I really don't. I think he came. Where did he come My from? My issue with, with um, Eric Lamella specifically, at least last year, it's very soft, right? You saw the skill. You saw the touch. You saw the ability to settle, send on that. But, you know, sometimes some silly fouls and then just a little bit soft at the point of attack. No and that was the issue with me. And so he needs to get stronger. I think he has. And. There's no doubt. Uh, man no, man of the no team doubt. this year? There's I don't no know doubt about that. He's not a man among men yet, but I think he's – how old? He's still very young. I bet he's 23 or so. Yeah, he's he very is, young. Yeah. What is he? He's 24 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's very young. He last uh, played for Roma, and then he was with River Plate in Argentina or River in South Plate. America. Ah, well, that's a fine yeah. that, That's a fine historical it is. Um, club. So he's basically – where did he come from? He came from Argentina or he came from uh, – Argentina, yep. Rome. He came from Argentina. No, but his last originally team was his last team was Roma. Roma, okay. Well, yep. Roma, that's a that's a class team as well. So he was from Syria. But I'm mistaken, but the point is, he's a good player. Yeah, and uh, he's we, about uh, what? He's about ten months younger than me. He's about a ten ten months younger than than Bob Long. A little bit older than Alex still, though, which is good. 
that, that's kid. good, yeah. Because once I become older than them, it starts to make me feel bad. Then so. I'm then I'm really yeah. old, yeah. And he's way and he's We're much less there. disciplined than you, Bob. Also, so that's he has more discipline, less discipline. Oh, for less. Sure, yeah. Oh, Lamel. I thought you were talking about Alex. No, Lamel. No, Eric. <laughs> actually, Alex could rival you in discipline. Actually, I'll good. tell you what. I consider I can see myself what, fairly disciplined. Yeah, I, I can see. I can see. Well, that's that fine Drexel education, man. Yes, sir. No doubt about that. And a fine J.P. Morgan employee that we're trying to get to PNC. Yeah, there, there we go. I tried to get him a day last week, by the way, with the girl. That, where was the she Carlsberg, from? Uh, the Carls, Carlsberg. Damn, I was really wanted you. I, I, yeah, I, was, I would well, say Carlsbad. How do you say it? How Carlsbad. Carlsbad, yes. Well, I'm not a jer- I'm not hey, you a know what? If we, if we want a sponsorship from Carlsberg, we should probably figure out how to say their name like, correctly. You know what? That's really. Well, you could, <laughs> yeah, beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. We should be a little brighter about this stuff. Sorry about that, Carlsberg. It is a city. It is. So That's you could get them to be your sponsor. Yeah. Who knows, man? <laughs> well, there is a city in California, Carlsbad. Maybe they'll sponsor us. That's right. So maybe so. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. so, ba- so Budget so, deficits. Who should we give our money to? Boo-boo. <laughs> Last week, we talked to the guys, by the way. Yeah. yeah well, two weeks go. ago, wasn't it now? Wait, 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 it no, was two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, two weeks ago, we were talking about our predictions. We had uh, a myriad of, of guests on that were terrific. And it was very interesting. Um, some of the picks, Bob. So I didn't, we never, we don't get your pick on the record. We haven't gotten my pick. So Imagine see, that. Yeah, let's that. see what you think. Let's because, get it on the record. Uh, to 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 recreate what we did, Bob. Do you remember? I mean, Alex. Do you remember what I I picked? Um, I'm gonna say, I think I picked a city, like I always do. Oh, I picked Man City as well. But I'll, I'll give you the most popular top three. I think you saw a lot of Man Uniteds. Yeah. You saw a lot of yeah. Arsenals. And then it was always the third that I think was you know variable there. Chelsea, they probably yeah. I mean, Chelsea, maybe. But I'm going to say Man Liverpool. U, yeah. I think some of the people were kind of high on. They mm-hmm. weren't that high on Tottenham. Interesting because they forget that Tottenham was right with those teams last year. Well, they might see them as a fourth place team. I think they see them. Unfortunately, they see them as a team that was there and once again, you know, didn't get there. Kind of what they were talking about to Seoul last night, Bob. To get into your wheelhouse a little bit, yeah. They were talking about how you know. They're never going to be considered an elite team. Of course, there's only nine teams in that league, so I don't know how elite you can be to begin with. Eight, but right. yes. Oh, there's only eight? I thought there was nine. Eight. Oh, there's only eight. There's nine. Washington's coming in, so at least nine. Yep, Unless nine they're losing. next year. Yep. Unless they're losing somebody. Who nope. Is, they're What's not. The Definitely not. Um, yeah, it does seem to make sense. Why are they coming uneven. in? Yeah. What's up? Why is Washington coming in? They're building the league. Yeah, they're, okay. they're building. So they're expanding. They're trying so to. So what happened was um, we had a conversation, a really and good one last night. Is this night parallel with, MLS, you think? Are, uh, are they kind of following the same path? Or yeah, are I'll they get at into, the same stage? Yeah. Uh, no? Uh, they're not the they're same not. stage. Well, they don't, get their own, okay. they don't get their own stadiums built for them, nor do I think they ever will. It's a secondary sport. There's MLS no reason is, to. Yeah. I mean, uh, the good thing about it is every city in this country has – a facility that these teams can play in. Now, I see teams like some of the biggest uh, arena teams back in the day were the Iowa Barnstormers who played in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I think it was Des Moines. You know, little cities that had big, you know, because they would fill that 12, 13,000-seat arena, and it was great. You know, they used to call it the hangar because of Barnstormers. It was a very cool, cool, that is cool, cool thing. They had a lot of teams. Now, I think they're playing in Arena 2 still. I think they still exist. Okay. But I get a little confused. And by the way, the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, I mean, the Philadelphia Yellow Jackets, you ever hear of them, Bob? Yes, I have. They actually didn't make it, but they were in Arena 2 also. I thought they were an outdoor team. They were owned by that guy, Kraus, who was real involved in it, the guy that was on the radio station with us, okay. with the boxing oh, okay. and stuff. Joe Kraus? They only made four, ga- four games in and folded. Oh, I, I looked them up because somebody was on the radio indicating that they were one of the Yellow Jackets uh, cheerleaders. 
Really? The Honeybees or something. Good name or something. What, what was she, <laughs> yeah. 40 or 50 or 60 at this point? I don't know. She's on the talking? radio. For oh, radio, okay. she looked Honey pretty Bees good. Honeybees is a good name for yeah. Yellow Jackets. I'm not even sure if that's the name. It's probably Carlsbad. But, you know, <laughs> but, the, but the point is, uh, you know, so I, I looked into them and said, oh, yeah, I forgot that that team started. Obviously, a lot of people forgot about that, too, because they folded after four games, so. So how they, why they have an arena, too, is kind of interesting yeah. in itself, man. So, well, you know, bringing it back a little bit, I believe in the last 10 minutes you've asked me for my top four. and Top three. And if you get top married. three and why. And why Washington is getting a team in the arena. That was Alex asked you. That was my question. We, yeah. generally. Okay. We, yeah. generally. Okay, give us your top four, then we'll get to the Washington. All right, top four. And this is EPL we're talking about here. Well, Thank go, you. Who's yeah. going to win it and who's going to be Champions League teams? That's how. So we need a winner and, and top four. The order doesn't matter, but give us the winner. You know? yeah, but the order kind of does Here's matter. One. Here's one for fun. How about Chelsea to win it again? That's new. We haven't uh, heard that yet. Chelsea, and I'm not uh, sure why. Why haven't we heard that? Why do people not think that Chelsea will win? I don't know. Who, now, who's Chelsea's new manager? Say Con- not- Because it is Conti? Oh, yeah. It is Conti. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, look, Chelsea, yeah, there's no reason why. They weren't going to be in the mix. Listen, hey, okay. they were they were champions very very recently. They have a lot of the same players. They don't have a nut job in charge, so why not? Uh, well, I, I listen, know, you Conti you you know a, well a true, but uh, you know how I felt about Jose Mourinho for a long long time. I think he's a I, nut job. I have very little respect for the way he runs an operation. He's wonderful for the first year, year and a half that he coaches a team. He's Matters. charming. People like him. He's who's yeah, he's, that? Not me. He's just well. He the, is, the press. The well, press wait, I don't know well, who no called kidding, in the chosen all the one. Quotes they want. No, no. But the point is that he is. He's a pussy. I mean, by my opinion, he's a total <laughs> pussy. Okay. Oh, we, okay. We didn't hear you the first time. You have uh, to say that again. Well, we're we don't have to worry about the FCC. So I'm saying, and I call him a pussy because when, thing, when things go wrong, he blames A is the referees, B is players, C, you know, the system, and then D himself. Which he never quite gets down to D. Mine, that's what I know. Three years, he shelf. I never saw a guy that wins the, the double, wins the Champions League, and, and the league. Six weeks into the next season, they won his head. Yeah. You know, what's up with that? Yeah. In America, you wouldn't see that. Charlie Manuel was revered. How many years did Manuel go after he won his championship? Wild. Five Four, years? Yeah. Five. They thought he was a country bumpkin before that, you know what I mean? It was a no-hit utility infielder for the Minnesota Twins and the, and the Japanese League, you know? You he was a nobody. But the point is, he was lovable, which is not with Marino. Marino's not lovable at all. No. Yeah. And I think that's why you don't like him. Nope. That's right. He's not Listen, very not, diplomatic. No one's or, he's not organized, right? He's not insane. He doesn't think logically. See, I got a speeding ticket once, and that was the argument they used against me, and I lost that. Which that, argument? That I'm not logical. I'm not sane, all that stuff. So, I they said that to you? Yeah, they said that about me. Oh, pretty boy. Heavy, it's pretty yeah. heavy stuff for it a Sounds like a great violation. story. I, got, yeah, I need I to hear a little bit I mean, more. It's not like you robbed a uh, computer store no, or something. No, exactly. I mean, you know, really? You were, wait, wait, why were you illogical? Because you, spe- you rode too fast? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you had to get home to help your sick mother. I mean, really, they don't know. <laughs> Cops. Well, that's going, what I'm saying about. Meanwhile, they're booting my car. You don't know what's going problem. on behind the scenes. You don't know what he's doing over there. 
It was the end of the month, you know, that they need to quote. You're right. Maybe he's extremely Maybe there's something we don't know. Oh, yeah. And there probably is. 100%. I mean, or else Man U wouldn't hire him. Come on. You're talking yes. Man U. Why did they, why You're did they right. bring there him on? There is something we don't know. Probably a diagnosis of some <laughs> well, kind. Well, here's what, here's what it is. You give me Jose Mourinho, and what do you have? You have a guy who only goes to a team that That's has a really huge open pocketbook, okay? No doubt. Okay? And is already put together. You yep. never see him with an expansion type of team, okay? He moves to Manchester United, okay? Of all really? teams. Well, what did they finish Fifth last year, fourth? Right, and that, did listen, they, they make have the Champions the League? Did they make the Champions League? I don't believe so. Yeah, but they were right there. Yeah, I mean, the point is, you know, you, you pick up a team that has Wade Rooney, that has uh, Mata, you know what I mean? They got, yep. they got, they got pieces to that team. They got the hay. Is the hay, was the hay on that team? Yeah. Or was he on Arsenal? I get it. But anyway, the point is, uh, they take him in, he comes in, all, he's all full of fury and vinegar. vinegar. We'll see. We will see how they do. Because in Man United, the difference between Man United and coming in, well, where were he, he was in with Manchester United, correct? Or Who? Um, let's go back with Mourinho. He was with Chelsea last. Who was he with last? I'm getting. It was Chelsea, Chelsea was last. Before, before that, that Real, Real Madrid. Real Madrid. That's right. And then okay. before that, it was Chelsea. That's right. You're right. I'm sorry. The point is, those guys, I mean, look at those teams. Really? Real Madrid? Chelsea, Chelsea, Correct. Manchester United. That was almost a goal by Liverpool. Almost a goal very in the 90th save. minute. Wow. Yeah, yeah Vorm again. Yeah, Vorm's looking very good. But the point is, let's see how he does. Cause I agree. They're not hey, very listen, forgiving these you'll, Man you'll, United you'll fans. See, you'll see where I'm going to be on Man United. Listen. So, well, let's Chelsea, see what he number, does. Chelsea number one for me. I think they win the league. All right. Perfect. Two, I believe, is Man City. Man City number two. Man City number two. Tottenham Hotspur, number three. Oh, man. Arsenal, number four. Liverpool, five. Man U, six. Oh. Man U, six. Well, the first thing that jumps out Lester, at me is seven. Man U. Lester, Man U, seven. Six. Southampton, eight. Everton, nine. I guess nine. Lester, seven, but it's easy to put Round Lester's. it out. Top ten. Here's your ten. <laughs> ten? Uh, West Ham. West Ham's good. I don't see. Did you put Everton in there? I did. I don't number nine. Ever, I don't see Everton. But I do see West Ham. And I do see Leicester as well. Okay, I don't yeah, think I put people, him in uh, seven. I think I don't think you could certainly say that Leicester is out of the mix because they, you know, have one. Point I didn't say they're out of the mix. They're right there. Who do they have today? They have a couple a big points game. here or there. They could find their way into the top four easily. Arsenal and Leicester have very big matches this week. Okay, Leicester is home to Swansea, and Arsenal is at Watford. And I think that ultimately this is very big because you know Leicester wins that game. They're a win, a loss, and a tie. Right. Arsenal wins a game. They're two wins and a loss. It's so. Oh. Should be a corner here. Sorry, we're into stoppage time here, folks. Live it's on gonna, NBC Sports Network. It's going to be a draw. Gonna be a draw. Well, we're not live on NBC Sports no, Network. No, not yet. The, not yet. The, the game is. The game is. That's right. The video yeah. pictures. Not yet, at least, hey, right? Re- Rebecca Lowe had her You're baby. You're going to watch players running She looks around. a lot That's better, by the Rebecca Lowe had her baby. She looks back She looks better after the baby or before the baby? After the baby. I thought she. I thought she That's was great impressive. before. Yeah. No, well, I think you know she was on the Olympics. She was doing the Olympics. Uh, oh, she was. You mean while she was pregnant, or just generally before? No, she had I think a baby. she must have had the baby in the off season. But by the time the Olympics started, she had had the baby. Uh-huh. I'm pretty certain. She looked good. I didn't oh, know she did Olympic coverage. Big, uh, she did. She uh-huh. did, and it wasn't just the soccer. It was like the daytime. You know, CNBC or one of the one of the NBC affiliates. She's a good halftime reporter. She's, she's great. I, a very soothing voice. 
Yeah. I enjoy that. I'd love to. I'd like to find out. Look at this. Oh. Yeah. We're here getting to the end of stoppage time here, right? Bob they are offside on Tottenham. They had a really nice counter Tied. opportunity, and just you know, that's lack of discipline right there. I mean, that was a pretty easy. Should have been able to see that very easily yeah. if the line was pushing up. Had his head turned away from the play, and that led to him being offside. Really easy call for the referee, yeah, and a really not, poor play by the The striker. ball was on the side of where the guy he was ahead of, so in a way, it was a bad move by him. He should have been better staying in line, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Right. I mean, he was looking right where you know he should have been, and that, that, that was a busted play that could have been a winning, the winning yep. goal right there. This substitution, though, right here, is, is this Tottenham uh, suggesting that they're okay with the tie? Oh, absolutely. wasting time right now. What's the point of that? Well, no, no. The point of that I don't is get because it. it's I don't a free get kick it. for Liverpool. You know the game's over, so you just and clear it once because they're going to send it as deep as they can. Clear it once and it's over. And that's it. 100%. And now uh, Liverpool puts in Stewart, taller gentleman. So they just figured they're not going to get the ball again? Is that basically the logic behind that? I think there's going to be one more play, one more offensive I think push. it's over. I don't know how much they're looking at. Ooh. Right now, you just need a lucky bounce. 93-29, still no whistle. Tottenham's going to get a throw in here. Oh, look, oh, look at that. that no, there you go. There's a card. See who can throw the it the Liverpool longest The Liverpool guy just impeded them putting the ball in. So that's going to yep. help Tottenham getting a few more 10, 20 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yellow card issued. Yeah. So we give you play-by-play -play here. 1-1, one, one, Tottenham, Liverpool. Yeah. Final few seconds. See if they can put one break, on that. Down. they got to get it. Get, you got to get it. There and that's go. it. That's there it, it is. So all that was for not, but there you go. It was a draw. I guess you know when you're when you're down one nothing in half, that's a good draw, you know. Yeah, and by the way, no suit look for Ponchino. It's actually just a, a black golf yeah, shirt. Never mind, it's not a black turtleneck. <laughs> Maybe it's casual day in England this morning. It know? might be. Maybe you know, they're all going on Easter egg hunts. Casual day, <laughs> Easter egg hunts. <laughs> Where do I come up with them? Anyway, so uh, so what, what do you what do you think? I mean, Lester, we we looked up the odds last week. And I know Bob's not going to agree necessarily, but they were really high again. Thousand against, one against Leicester for Leicester saying, to win the right. championship. Thousand, wow. two thousand. I couldn't believe it. I mean, they haven't lost, but they, also, they you know they still got their main guys. They still have possibly the best keeper in the league, Casper Schmeichel. Casper Schmeichel. Yeah. You know they got Mur I'm going to say his name on the midfielder, and you know they got Vardy. So I mean, they got three very star players. Drinkwater's still there. I mean, I don't understand. Why? First of all, what a great day for a soccer player, Drinkwater. My dog loves that name. <laughs> but you really, I mean, you really think, I mean, that they're, you know, maybe everybody always, everybody, obviously the betting public, put the, put the, Liverpool, the Leicester team as a flash in the pan that was working on magic, you know? The Harry Potter team, so to speak. Now the, they, they seem to believe the magic dissipated, but I think they were a little more than just magic last year. And they quit. They weren't catching people off guard by the second half of that season. Do you, do you agree? Right. With that? Yeah, I, I do know. agree. Everton is a little down. Everton lost Stones during the in the window. You know, last week, right before last week's game. So you, when I put Everton at nine, you thought, wow, you know, no way well, they're going to be nine, worse. Nine's than right that. in the mid table. I nine's thought you put them at like six. Okay, no, I yeah. was going to say, are they? If you had such an issue with nine, would you have a thought that they'd be in relegation territory? No, I can't. I, they're, they're too good at home. Um, good as they, in stadium, yeah. I mean, they're too good at home to not be at least a mid-table team. You know, so 
Nine's okay. Well, nine's exactly mid-table. Right. That's right. I'm I'm, I'm probably wrong. I was thinking more like you were looking at them as like uh, a Europa League spot or something. I think that may. You know, it's too early, but I'm telling you, losing Stones was a very, very big loss for them. Um, We'll see. New manager, by the way. New manager as well. You know, Martinez is gone. Right. So there's a lot of changes there. They're in a bit of a transition. Of course, the beautiful thing about the EPL, and by the way, I love calling it the EPL, not the Barclays Premier League, yeah, nice. by the way. Well, with no offense to you bankers. You know, I'm glad that makes you happy. It does. Barclays is a competition with us, so okay. we don't care. We oh, okay. care less. <laughs> we couldn't care less. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, Bar- yeah, you're right. Barclays is, look, I own all money, so I don't really like any of them that much, okay? The, I get dunning notices from everybody, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Here, but I, all right, here's one for you. We talked about Everton. You mentioned Roberto Martinez gone. David Moyes, guy that just fell off the map after his managing job with Manchester United, maybe the worst move of his career. When you it look was back Liverpool, at it by now, the way. it was Liverpool, wasn't it? No, it was absolutely no, was not. Man, it was 100% Everton, and then he went to Manchester United I think to replace Sir Alex, Alex first, oh. and he was the first to replace him. Right. He gets Wait, fired. Moyes went to Liverpool, did What? Moyes went to Liverpool. No, absolutely I not. I think he did, no. 100% no. Okay. He went back to Spain. Okay. No, he went to Real Sociedad, exactly. And now this year is coaching. He's the, head, he's the manager of Sunderland. In the championship really? of the EPL. Well, that's not the good, EPL. So it's a championship of English football. Of English football, the second league, yep. essentially. So I wonder if there's a resurgence for Moyes in the works or if this just goes down as one of the great flameouts of all time. Well, will Sunderland be promoted? This it year depends. Is question. So, I mean, does he, does he manage well? Can they get there? I, uh, I don't know that answer. But I, I, I think I, like it's, I think that's one of the key storylines for me this year. Is Moyes. Whether he can bring Sunderland back from the championship. Because, again, I'll say it one more time. It will go down as one of the great flameouts of all time. He had job security seemingly forever at Everton. Obviously, that's never actually a thing. There's never job security hold on, hold forever. Hold on, This is David Moyes right there. That is not. No, yeah, that's the previous down. the previous coach and oh, okay. it, it had Southampton. Now, Sutherland's still in the Premier League. Is he though. the manager of Southampton? Sutherland Bob? is still in the Premier League. That's, that's should we clarify this right now? Are they in the Premier League? Sutherland yes. is in the Premier League. Sutherland. Well, then maybe that maybe yeah. I completely yeah. misstated yeah, that. Figure out figure out who's because no, they were they're, they're the you know Sutherland pulled their great escape like they have for the last three seasons and stayed off. That's true. Uh, I can't well, tell Moyes. you. No, but who was the manager? Okay, my of, apologies. Who was the manager of Liverpool before the manager they have now? Brendan Rodgers. Rodgers. I'm getting him and Moyes mixed up. Yeah, Moyes, you know, look, Martinez. Hit the Moise, restart Rodgers. button here. My fault on that. That's okay. We all make mistakes. Me, me all the time. Don't worry. It's good to have you with me, Bob. Don't worry. It's good to be a fraud. Yeah, that's not a normal mistake. It's great to be a fraud. You'll get, you'll get used to it, Bob. Trust me. <laughs> it's not that bad. Okay? Yo, okay. you're getting married soon. You're going to get used to failure, at least in your wife's <laughs> eyes, okay? And on a lot of different fronts and a lot of different levels. So you might, uh, this is the best. You're going to thank me one day when I'm in my rocking chair, which will be probably next week, okay? <laughs> but uh, you'll thank me that I gave you this great life lesson. But Southampton is playing Sunderland. So there you go. Never mind. One of the great storylines is whether Sunderland can do it again then. How about that? Okay. I'm just happy to see so Moyes back Moise. coaching in England. Do they have Moyes? Is that who they They have? do. Okay. Sunderland. It's a good fit. Sunderland. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's it. Sunderland, Sunderland with Moyes now. Yeah, the Black Cats are a very, very rich tradition team. 
in, in, in England, okay? They've had some downtime, okay? But I think that Moyes is a great, great pickup there, okay? They, I think, and we've talked about this many times, Bob, you know, they, they throw away managers very easily in England. Way too quick. You know, I mean, and then they got guys like Wenger who must have pictures or something because he stays forever, although they're talking about this being his last year. You think so? They're That's talking about this story. Being, That's more interesting yeah. to me than David Moyes, whether it's Wenger's last year. Yeah. I feel like people say that every year. Maybe they do the say that three every year. Four. Well, if he qualifies for the Champions League, there's he's no in. chance. Well, they do every year. I mean, have they not in the last 10, 12 years? I, mean, I don't think... What was the year when they had that 31-0 team, Bob? I have no that idea. That was a one, maybe? <laughs> the, the, you know, with, uh, with what's his name? Uh, the guy, come on, with Henri? No, uh, with Beckham? Not Beckham, very good sorry. Team. Henri, uh, help me here. But then it was their big, their, their was big team. Was that Ronaldo early? Uh, no, he was with United. He was with United, Ronaldo. Oh, with United. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, We're talking about Arsenal. Right. Arsenal, yep. Arsenal had a team that didn't lose him, and... Unfortunately, it was before we were really soccer guys. So, you know, it's okay that we don't know this. So don't feel bad. Two in one show, you, you might go shoot yourself. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> okay? But, no, Bob usually gets everything right, right spot on, as they say, uh, down under and in England. So uh, we're both places. <laughs> down under and in England. And in England. They say they're both <laughs> I said that on purpose. But, okay. I, I kid because I love. But, you know, the thing is, I think that's a good move. Moise. I like Moise. What do you think, Bob? What are your feelings about it? I was always a big fan yeah. of his, and I think what happened was he was let go way too early from a Man U team that wanted to go elsewhere, wanted to get a bigger name, Louis Van Gaal, and obviously that didn't work out very well. I think not Moyes, at all. Listen, on a, on a club with not quite the resources, I think Moyes is a good manager, and I just wonder now, we're going to find out whether that was just him in a good spot at Everton or whether he really excels in those situations. I tend to believe he excels in those situations, but I think Sunderland okay. is one of the not-so-good well, situations uh, in this league right now. It might be more so of a, like the little engine that could situation. I think you're talking about like with, with Everton. You know, teams that, that kind of play mid, bigger than their right? bridges. They, they're they're kind of mid in the Premier they're League. They're mid, yeah, but they try to be more than mid. They try to be Tottenham or, or higher, you know. They, 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 they uh, end up on the higher side. Than the lower, in my opinion. And Martinez was a king there. And then what happened? He's gone. You right. know? Um, you know, Moyes again, kind of the same kind of thing. Two years of struggle. Right. And struggles they never saw under David Moyes. That's, that's what it comes well, down well, what to. What did they end up with last year? When you say struggles, what were they, 10th, 11th place? I mean, they were, that's where they usually are. Yeah, I, they were 11th. Yeah, you You're know, right. But the year prior, are. weren't they about 15th? They well they made the they made the Europa League and maybe went fifth or sixth one year two two years back or something. Yeah, it was the first year of Martinez. But so did so, so still Moy's guys, right? But I mean, there's teams like that. So did uh, the team in uh, Swansea. Yeah. So I mean, it, it happens, you know. But I think that ultimately Everton's an overachieving team, but they have a great history, great fan base, and a great stadium, old stadium, and they seem. You know, the management seems to work. So the new management at Everton, his name's escaping me now, like most things do. But he's, he's you know, he looked very good for the first half against uh, Tottenham last week. I mean, if you remember. I mean, in the opening game for Tottenham, if you remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he looked very, they looked very good, much the best. Tottenham came back like they did today. I think Tottenham's going to be a good team. I you know, think when you're so dealing too. with games that are one nothing, 2 to 1, 
You're going to have What's these the situations. margin of differential? Absolutely. I mean, you give up a penalty kick. What are your chances of getting those three points if you go down one nothing? A little tougher. Ronald Koeman, maybe. by the way. Ronald Koeman. The manager of, right. manager of Everton. He's but. another right. And I believe Ronald Koeman, if I'm wrong, wasn't he Sunderland's manager? Now that we're talking about. See where Koeman managed before that. Sunderland, Southampton. I think it was Southampton. Yeah, Yeah, I believe Southampton was where he managed. Once again, they show you how England, how they really recycle the managers. They do. Except for Wenger, who's there forever. just like NHL hockey. I I think... um, By the way, that's misnomer. um, I guess a reiteration, shall I say. NHL hockey. National Hockey League hockey. Yeah, that doesn't work. So, just like the NHL. Do you think that... um, Do you think when you look at Mourinho, because we're talking about him, he's always... A lightning rod type of guy, which is, you know, he is. That's what he is. See, he takes no quarter. He gives no quarter to anybody, and that's why people like him because he's that fiery manager. You look at the major league managers like like Don Zimmer and people that used to freak out, Sparky Anderson back in the day. People like that. You know, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. The problem with him is, especially in Manchester United, people love, love, love the crest, love the jersey. Mm-hmm. His act, I think, is going to grow very stale there, very quickly. He's not, he's not Sir Alex. He wants to be Sir Alex. You don't become Sir Alex. Sir Alex's first season, he was like, I almost was fired. I think he lost his first nine games. Coach K at Duke, same right. thing. Exactly. But there's not a lot of patience with these teams. Yeah. Certainly not Manchester United. Or there's, Chelsea, or Manchester City, or any of them. There's, Tottenham, there's no doubt about or it. Or even, I mean, even Tottenham has recycled three or four managers by now. Since we've been following it. You yeah. know? Who was their first manager? You remember? Who was their manager when we first got on board? Tottenham. Tottenham was AVB, I believe. Or before him? Before AVB. Oh, AVB was a disaster. He was. Before him. Oh, I know this, too. You should notice. He was almost the manager of the oh, national team. Oh, that was team. Harry Redknapp. Harry Redknapp. He was the manager of the right. national team. Oh, was team. he? Yeah. But Harry, they're Harry Redknapp, okay? Whatever happened to old Harry Redknapp, Okay. We liked it. You, know, you talk to Tottenham fans, they never liked Harry Redknapp. They never like anybody. They never like any managers that they have. They like Pochettino because he overachieved last year. But he's still the Pochettino. The team fell apart the last four games of the season. You know. Yeah. So I don't know how long. I don't know how popular even Poch is over there right now. Don't yep. fall in love with your manager. Don't even learn how to say their name because they'll be replaced soon enough. Right. Anyway. Well, I mean, he managed QPR most recently. That's right. Queens Park Rangers. And they were not happy when he left. He's getting up there. I mean, Harry Redknapp is getting up there, right? I mean, I don't have his age, but Harry Redknapp's 70 easy, I'm guessing. And you ready for this one? You know who he's managing right now? Redknapp? Yeah, Yeah, probably like China or somewhere crazy. Well, well, not really that close, but the Jordan national team. That's what I meant, like some kind of weird country that needs a good soccer guy. The thing that Harry Redknapp was great at, was great at, was getting teams to overachieve, keeping teams from, from, and that's why Tottenham never got sent down. He was he's wonderful at picking up a team, getting them out of the relegation zone, getting them that last Europa spot. He's a winner when it when push comes to shove, he gets them there. But you know people don't like his tactical his tactical S- stuff. X's you know, and O's, so they bring in AVB who was a disaster. You know. I don't know. You bring in these guys that don't. AVB didn't even speak English. Wasn't a good mix, in my opinion. You know, you know, can you imagine if you went to China and we're like teaching all these players? I mean, how do you do that? Yeah. All right, translator? guys. Here's what we got to do, right? You know, run these drills, right. and they're looking at you blankly. Right. Then you no, got to have understood. somebody. Then you have somebody have to do it in Chinese for them. You know, 
Yeah. But anyway, good luck with the Jordan team there. Yeah, well, you watch. Was it Jordan, did you say? Jordan. Yeah, well, you know, you watch that team will end up doing things. Apparently, and he's, be gone. he's been serving as a consultant for both Windborne Town and the Central Coast Mariners. Can't say I know anything about either of them, but Central Coast, that sounds like Australia. That's though. the rap sheet for Harry Redknapp. But hey, listen, how guys. old's Harry? Does it say does he have uh, how old is he's gotta be really up there. Oh gosh, I have no idea he's how old be he is. 70. That's what I'm saying. He's he's okay. Born in nineteen forty seven, it says here as I quickly pull it up. Seventy next year. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? I mean, his son. Uh, that read, was quick it, math. My gosh, I'm still sitting here. Trying I'm, to I'm out. Yeah. surprised, Derek. It's well done. You know, when you're as old as me, you know, I watch the old movie channel. You know, and I always look them up to see if they're still alive. So I'm getting very good at 47. I know. <laughs> Is that scary? Yeah. You guys, you'll see. One day you'll no. worry, one day you'll think about stuff like that. You know, you'll think about your mortality. You won't just think about getting laid. You know. <laughs> Well, Bob's married, so he's no longer oh, thinking right. about that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, if he's married, he's certainly not going to be getting married. That's sure. I, can almost, I can almost guarantee that. Just kidding. Good. She's a great girl. How's she doing, Bob? How she, come she doesn't come out here? She's doing great. Well, it's 7.30 in the morning that we got here, Eric, and she lives in no the excuse. city. So, so, so no you, really, you really think I she's a given her ride. reasonable? You could have. You're right. Have. She's not even direction. married yet. Don't be giving her rides yet. Okay, come on. Have some respect. I'll try. Okay. What are you two talking about? Double on times, giving her a ride, forget it. <laughs> I don't get it. He said, I'm going to give her a ride. You guys, this is oh, very I'm funny. talking about a ride in the car, Eric. Bob, don't take kindly to that stuff, so I'm sorry. If I knew what you were talking about, maybe I wouldn't take kindly to it, but I'm still a little behind. But that's, that's probably okay. why we get along so well, because you never know what I'm talking <laughs> you about. You never know when you're making, yeah, I never know when you're making fun of me, yeah. <laughs> all right, before I never ship, make, I never make fun of you. Before this ship derails completely, final score. First game of the day, a great one. Liverpool-Tottenham, 1-1 draw. They split the points at White Hart Lane. Bob Long, Eric Nash, Alex Krastowski. We got the whole crew here. And uh, and we got a big crew coming in for Arsenal in the next match. Very, very excited for that one. So we'll be back on the other side. You're listening to Vuvu Soccer, and it's live on Bob Long Sports. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at DunphyFord.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy, Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or C-U-P-W-A-W-A. The attorneys at Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. 
Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Lmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place.
Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Back live here from Villa Capri, Bob Long, Alec Nash. Uh, wow, Alex Krastowski and Eric Nash. Man, I tell you, you two must look alike or something. Alex Krastowski is here, and Alex... Well, uh, I hope not. I no? hope we don't look alike. No? Not for now. Come on, not, man. Not right now. Listen, if you're looking like Eric at that age, you're doing fine. I'm doing all right. Perfect. Eric's yeah. out making a phone call. We're making yeah. fun of him here while we sit here. And but we're on the air right now. Are we going to start up the second half right we'll here, right now? Probably not right now. What okay. we're going to do instead, I uh, appreciate you, you leading into that. That was that. a good transition, yeah. Great I train. planned it. <laughs> so we have about, uh, what, 20 minutes until the next game starts. Crowd sort of shifting in and out after the Tottenham match. So we're going to have a lot of Arsenal fans here in this second match, and we're excited to broadcast through part of the first half there. But as an ode to the new, the new champions of Philadelphia. The soul. The Philadelphia soul. You know what I heard last when, when was the last time the Soul won the championship? 2008? 2009. Who, no, I think it was 2008. Was it 8? Okay. I think it was 2000, and who else won the championship in 2008? The Philadelphia the Phillies. Phillies. So you know what's happening this year, Bob. Phillies, World Series yeah. Jazz. 2016. Huge, huge, huge comeback. Because they're going to need to do a lot to make the That's uh, my wild card nine yeah, and a half well, games back. Okay. It happened in 2008, so I don't see why it can't. No, they didn't now. come back from nine and a half games <laughs> on August 27th. <laughs> Poof. Just like that. Poof. All right. Well, I'll stew on that. You yeah. can all stew on that as well as we bring on Scott Putera, like the that. commissioner of the Arena Football League, before the game last night. And you know, we won't. I guess we spoiled the game for you already. But the Soul, the Arena Bowl champions. But there's a lot in this interview besides just that game about the growth of the league, about how they're moving forward. I find it to be really scintillating, and I hope you do as well. Here's the commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera. This is the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show. It's live on BLS. Bob Long is here, and we have Commissioner of the AFL, Scott Butera, on the line. A real treat for us. Scott, you guys started this thing in April, and here we are in late August. Uh, what has the road been like for the Arena Football League as a whole? Well, Bob, first I'd like to say thank you for having me on the show, and I really appreciate the great support from the Philadelphia City as well as the uh, the Soul fans. It's just a tremendous group, um, great team, and it's exciting to see them uh, in the in the ultimate game in the Arena Bowl. Uh, it's been it's been a really good year for the Arena Football League. Um, we sort of took a new direction at the beginning of the year. We said we're going to focus on you know high quality teams, high quality ownership groups, develop a platform for growth and stability, which is something the league sorely needed. And you know I think we had a great season in that regard. We had very competitive play. Um, you know, tr- tremendous coaching, and I think the players, you know, put forth a, you know, wonderful effort in um, not only, you know, competing against one another, but also, you know, providing a great product for our fans. We had great fan support throughout the year, 
our viewership was actually up as a whole around 10 percent but in our in our better cities of which philadelphia is one it was even more than that and uh it was just just a great success we you know have announced um you know new teams entering next year washington being the first we developed a broadcasting relationship with univision which opened us up to the latin american and mexican market which we're really excited about and um it's just great to see the you know tremendous effort we had throughout the playoffs the incredibly exciting games the great fan support and i think uh, you know gearing up toward you know the arena bowl i think we uh, ended up with a result that just couldn't be better and i think this could be one of the best arena bowls in, in afl history we are certainly certainly excited for that uh arena bowl it's the philadelphia soul against the arizona rattlers and that will take place in talking stick resort arena in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, Scott, it's one of the toughest places to play in the league. Why is that, and what does this Arizona Rattlers team bring to the field that's so difficult to handle? Arena Bowl itself is going to be in the in the Gila River Center Arena, which is in Glendale, which is adjacent to the Cardinal Stadium. Um, while the Talking Stick Arena is the everyday home of the Arizona Rattlers, the Arena Bowl is going to be in Glendale, at the Gila Arena, which uh, seats even more. So um, I think the thing that makes Arizona such a tough place to play, obviously you're playing against a well-coached team with a lot of competitive athletes. So absent anything going on in the stadium, um, you know, it's a tough assignment for any visiting team. But you add on that just the absolute um, loyalty and really rabid nature of the Arizona Rattlers fans. They're some of the most loyal fans, as well as the Philadelphia Soul fans. Um, you know, they're some of the most loyal fans in, in arena football. They really understand the sport, and they they really understand how to get behind their team. They know when to cheer at the right time, and, you know, they can be very disruptive for someone, you know, going into what's going to be a very, very loud environment. Um, you know, trying to keep your composure is um, not the easiest thing in the world. So uh, the one thing I do know, though, is, you know, Philadelphia Soul, um, with Rodabon, just the experience with Clint Dolzell as coach, um, they're going to be prepared for that. I mean, there's nothing, you know, happening in the arena uh, that's going to phase the um, the soul and in regards to their attack and their coordination and their defense. So um, it is a tough place to play, but you know, I'm confident that the soul have what it takes to, you know, uh, counterbalance that. And I really don't see that, um, you know, being as much a factor, uh, you know, for the soul as it would be a less experienced team. Here's one of the interesting things, Scott, and we're talking to Scott Butera, commissioner of the Arena Football League. I think one of the things that maybe fans didn't quite know coming into the season but uh, was kind of was forced to know, uh, they were forced to understand as they got into the playoffs. Both these teams, the Rattlers and the Soul, won their respective conference and had the same record. So when it came down to deciding who was going to be hosting this particular Arena Bowl, that came down to the margin of victory uh, the combined margin of victory in the two games that they played since they went one and one against one another. A double-digit victory for Arizona. Uh, Seoul only won by about seven or eight. So now, as a result, it's being played in the state of Arizona. How does that, or how did that uh, tiebreaker come to be? And did you expect that to have such a, such a large impact on this season? Well, you know, the answer to that is, is no. I mean, we have a series of tie-breaking, um, you know, criteria, and points scored and margin of victory is sort of at the bottom of that. So, you know, you hope it doesn't come down to something like that. I guess it's a little bit better than a coin flip. Um, 
But that just shows how evenly matched these teams are. You know, I think that's what's going to make this such a great arena bowl is you have two teams that, you know, arguably are, are neck and neck as to who's better. And certainly, you know, next Friday night we'll decide that. Um, so while I, you know, in some regards, you don't like to see it come down to to one of the last tie-breaking elements, um, on, on the flip side, on the positive side, it means you got a hell of a match. And that's what we have here. So, um, you know, it's, it's uh, worked out that it would be in Arizona this year. I'm sure the Philly fans would have loved to have it, you know, back in Philly. But um, hopefully they'll, you know, they'll travel out to Phoenix. Not a bad time to be there. And, um, you know, enjoy the game. So uh, answers uh, no, but, you know, it just shows you how evenly matched, how evenly matched these guys are and uh, how great this game is going to be. Yeah, we're certainly looking forward to it here in Philadelphia. I know the Arizona fans are, and their media folks are feeling exactly the same way. The quarterback matchup will be a lot of fun. Nick Davila against Dan Rodabaugh, and you mentioned a little bit about Rodabaugh earlier and, and his ability to really put the ball down the field, make every throw there is. What is it about Nick Davila? And these Soul fans probably have only seen him twice. What does he bring to the field that makes it so difficult for an opposing defense? Well, which, first and foremost, you've got two very, very experienced quarterbacks, two guys that are used to being there, two guys that have played, you know, in championship games. They understand, you know, what it takes to be successful under a great deal of pressure. You know, I really think it starts there. If I had to compare the two quarterbacks, you know, I really view, um, you know, uh, Rodabaugh is a little bit more of a technician. He's somebody that really, you know, is incredibly smart about the game, doesn't make mistakes, manages the team well. You know, has has tremendous you know physical talent. You know, can work the ball down the field, has a strong arm, and um, you know he's very successful. You know, using that. Nick, Nick is incredibly fast. You know, he's a tall guy. He gets the ball out quick. Uh, you know, he's very very smart about you know um, you know moving on his feet and you know dealing with pressure. You know, he's a tough guy to pressure uh, because he is so fast. And he's a guy that you know when he's under pressure knows where to go. You know, and I think that's what makes it tough. A lot of a lot of these quarterbacks. You put some heat on them, you know, and, and, and they have a hard time. But, you know, Nick's one of these guys that you put some heat on him. He, he knows where his hot reads are. He knows how to hit those hot reads. He's very adept, um, you know, at being incredibly quick. So I think that's, that's going to be the challenge for Philadelphia is just dealing with, you know, his ability to read defenses and, and you know, get that ball out just incredibly fast. We're talking to Scott Butera, the Arena Football League Commissioner, a real treat for us here on the Philadelphia Soul pregame show live on BLS. And, Scott, uh, this final game is really, you mentioned it at the beginning of this interview, but the last stage of, of the league in its current form and then uh, multiple teams coming in and, and more and more on the way in future years. So the I'll take you away from arena football for a second. The gymnastics team uh, are calling themselves in the Olympics the, the final five. So, you know, maybe this is the starting eight and the beginning of a, a kind of new era of arena football. Uh, what have these eight franchises done to really set themselves up and set the whole league up for this growth that you guys are planning over the next uh, five to ten years? Well, it, it all starts at the top. You know, any any good organization has to be run correctly and you know all these franchises have strong ownership groups which is why we kept them you know they play by the rules they know how to recruit talent uh they know how to train talent they hire good coaches um so it really does you know start you know right there you know they're in the right cities they get uh tremendous fan support they know how to market to their fans they know how to run a business they know how to run a team 
And you know, it's, it's just the kind of group that, you know, you'd want to be part of. So anybody who sort of didn't fit that criteria, you know, you know, unfortunately or unfortunately isn't with us, but that's, that's how we did it. You know, and now, and now that you have that, you have a platform that other people will want to join and be part of, you know, because they'll see the success that these eight have had. I'm sure we can parlay that into, you know, hopefully a bigger presence throughout the country and maybe even abroad. So, um, but, you know, the, the, the best thing I can say is they're, you know, strong ownership groups um, that know how to market and sell their teams, generate fan support, be loyal to their fans, be good to their fans, um, and then recruit the right coaches and recruit the right talent, develop, you know, a really good system. You know, and in football, you know, it's not about individual talent. There's just too many, you know, too many players on a field for one person to make a difference as opposed to other sports. Uh, you know, basketball, for example, or, you know, other sports are more individual in nature. You know, football is really about a team, a system, everybody working together, everybody being part of, you know, a group that's thinking as one. And these these teams, you know, know how to do that. Uh, they're also used to high-pressure situations. They're used to playing, you know, in, uh, in, in playoff games and championship games. So they don't get phased easily. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's that's really what, you know, set – Certainly, the folks that have been in the last, you know, couple of rounds of these playoffs, apart from you know everybody else. Scott Butera here on the Philadelphia Soul official pregame show. Scott, these are the two highest scoring teams in the league, and that shouldn't be too too much of a surprise given the nature of arena football and how it's developed over the last few years. What is your key to the game? Uh, two defenses that are kind of mid-table uh, but do cause a lot of turnovers, the both of them, but from a yards perspective, maybe not one and two necessarily. Uh, what is going to be the most important thing for either of these teams to maybe get those one or two big stops in crucial situations? I just think keeping your composure. <clears throat> I think it's going to come down to coaching, preparation, and training. You know, when you get in tough situations – you got to rely on your training. So the team that comes in the best prepared, um, you know, they, they can handle that, you know, last minute play, uh, whether it's on offense or defense. You know, that that's the team that's going to be successful. So these the talent here is is too evenly matched to say it's going to come down to, you know, a, a player making a great play. It's really going to come down to a couple of key plays, and, and the question is who are the most prepared for those plays? And you know, it's hard for me to handicap that because both. Both coaching staffs are just incredibly strong. Both are very capable of figuring out what to do. So, um, but but it's going to be it's going to come down to that. It's going to come down to one or two critical plays and who's training put them in position to make that play is going to be the deciding factor in my mind. It's really going to be an incredible game. And Commissioner, we appreciate the time here. Uh, sit back, kick the feet up, enjoy the ball game, and we'll talk to you next year. We can't wait for it. Absolutely, and good luck to the soul, and good luck to the people in Philadelphia. It's been a tremendous, tremendous group for us. I love you all, and I wish you nothing but uh, nothing but the best on Friday. So thanks for having me, and, and good luck. Hope to see you there. There he is, Commissioner Scott Butera of the Arena Football League. Thanks to him for his time, as always. All right, now I'd like right. to bring on to Bob Long Sports a very special guest. It's Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to urge all our listeners to visit our friends at Dunphy Ford in the Northeast. Dunphy Ford has all the latest Ford models, trucks, SUVs, and sedans. They also have a wide selection of used cars, trucks, and SUVs as well. Owned by a LaSalle graduate and a proud sponsor of Explorers Basketball, Dunphy Ford should be your first stop 
to buy or lease a new car. Visit them at 7700 Frankfurt Avenue in the Northeast or at dunphyford.com. Check out the team of attorneys at Howland Hess O'Connell for all your estate planning needs. Located at 2444 Huntington Pike in Huntington Valley, Howland Hess O'Connell specializes in the drafting of wills, powers of attorney, and living wills. Partner Michael Cassidy, a LaSalle High School graduate and father of Michael Cassidy Jr., class of 2009, is a proud alumnus and former quarterback for your LaSalle Explorers. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. The attorneys at Hallen Hess O'Connell have experience encompassing a wide variety of commercial, property, construction, criminal, and estate litigation. Call today at 215-287-9292 or CUP Wawa. Our attorneys are adept to changes in the law, which is a great benefit to our achievements and your success. Our goal is to handle your situation in a professional manner to get you the justice that you deserve. Our focus is you. Visit us online at howlandhess.com or call 215-287-9292. Lmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Lmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Lmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Lmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. 
If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Villa Capri. We saw a very riveting game with that uh, Tottenham. I actually, it's on. It's on. You're good. Uh, we saw a riveting game with Tottenham uh, against Liverpool. One-one draw. Now we have Chelsea hosting Burnley. What do you know about the? What do you know about Burnley? Bob, what, what do you know? Because I don't know anything. Bob and I are sharing a mic, FYI, for the listeners. Oh, so thank I'm going to pass it over to him just to see. You know, he's more knowledgeable. <laughs> he knows nothing about Burnley. <laughs> Admit it. Burnley, very little. Yeah, but. Uh, love the way you can say the name Burnley. Yeah. FC Burnley. Yeah, like side Burnley. I mean, listen, this is the team that I picked to win the, the league this year. Chelsea, which Burnley? apparently. Wow. Burnley. That's, that's where I'm Lester last year. We'll see really. if it works out for him. But, no, so, I, I mean, Chelsea, apparently I'm the only one that picked it in this bar. It's funny. Chelsea gets this coach whose name, and you don't have to have it, Conti. He's an Italian Conti. guy, right, Matt? We have... We have Matty Ice. <laughs> we got Matty Ice. We got Matty Ice. Matt Menino, owner of Villa Capri. Who is this Conti guy? You know anything about him? Uh, no, I don't. I don't he's know. the Chelsea uh, manager, the new manager. Who? I mean, obviously, he's managing Chelsea. He's not a nobody. Okay, I mean, we, can, we can pretty much agree with that right now. Must be from the uh, from Syria or something. So I think we looked this up two weeks ago. I'll look it up again. Yeah, look it up because I'm, I'm telling sorry. you, he must. He's, you know, he's not just a, he's not a no name, but it, uh, so he he came from Leicester. Where was he coaching no last idea. year? No, no, that's Ranieri. That's Ranieri that's right, right. Oh, it was Conti with an E, not an I. Conti was with the E. That's oh, right. you're Rocky. Rocky. Yeah, he's Conti yeah. with an E. He, he coached the Italian national team. There you go. And there look at go. that. So he okay. must have taken 2014 to 2016. <laughs> I wonder if that includes the 2000. World Cup was in 2014, wasn't it? So was he the manager? Oh, World Cup was, yeah. Six, they won. In six day one. So he, he was the manager in 2014. So I'm trying to see if he came on after the World Cup. or be, So probably after the World Cup in 2014. I, 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 I don't really know. But that would seem to be a pretty good pedigree to be the coach of the Italian national team, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean he's uh, – I, I know he's obviously an ex-player. I, I think he played with Milan, maybe. I think that, I think you're right. I think the reason we don't know his name is he's probably more of like an Italian league guy. You yeah, know what I mean? definitely. Well, there was also yeah. – I also com- confuse him with – there was another Conti with an I that used to play with uh, the Serie A league. Also, he was with Roma, and he was on a national team player. Um, great, great player, left footer. Um, but, yeah, so I don't, I don't know much about this guy. You know, we're, we're learning as we go here. Yeah, there was right? a guy, Conti, uh, that used to beat me up for my lunch money back in uh, public <laughs> elementary school. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Joe Conf still scared of him. The name still freaks shivers down my spine. Wherever you are, Joe, hopefully uh, he's probably in lockdown right now. Wherever you are, Joe, we're at 
51 West Court Street in Doylestown if we you want to get, get revenge on Eric Nash. Uh, Joe, yeah. Joe take it easy on him. If you, if you come on by, I'll, I'll treat you to lunch, both of you to lunch. If Joe Conti comes by, I'm going to buy him a Peroni. Save, save him the beating. I'm going to buy him a, Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to buy him a Peroni if he comes by, okay? But anyway, no, so Chelsea, it's interesting. We're talking about Chelsea, the manager, but let's talk about the team. Let's talk about – let's take, take a look at the, uh, the starting lineup for Chelsea today. Well, they you still got have Costa. You got Courtois and goal, okay. Ivanovic, Cahill, Terry still there. John Terry still there. That's amazing. Azapok, Matic, Conti, and oh, another Conti. A Conti with an A on the end, see? K-A-N-T-E, okay? Okay. Ian Hazard, Oscar, and Williams, and, and Diego Costa. And that's not a bad front four right there. What's wrong with that? Conti with the knee. I thought that was a nice thing to add to it. Okay. <laughs> Against the no-name Burnley team, so uh, we'll see what goes on there. I'm surprised they don't have the Arsenal match on there, to be honest with you, on the main the thing. Arsenal hosted by Watford. I thought that would be you – know, that was a tough call. Old, old English Paul can't be too happy about that one. Oh, oh look wow. at that. We got a goal. Chelsea to Scotland. Yeah, well, there you go. Chelsea on their way, much on their way to be three and zero. Okay, so the, yeah, that might have been a good pick, Bob. Did you know they were two and zero when you picked them? I did. Okay. Well, so so United, says City, they were all two and zero. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so that was a good pick. No, that was a good pick. That was, that was a strong pick. We'll see. I mean, look at the front four I just read read to you. William, please, really. I mean, they got William. They were able to get rid of Rod Mata. Okay. I mean, they had William. Uh, Costa, who they were talking about going back to Atletico Madrid, but apparently that didn't happen. It's a good team. <laughs> I take all four of those guys, to be very honest. Yes. I would trade our front four guys for those front four right away. How's that? How even Harry Kane? Yeah. Uh, no, no question. Hey, you got to love Harry Kane, though. Yeah, like, I love Harry Kane. He's he's a, a, uh, listen, he's a guy that can – I don't even really know how to evaluate Harry Kane, right, because he scores in bunches – um, there's a faction out there that will say it's a right time, right place type of thing for him. But, again, you can't just, you can't just place it in the net. He's a guy that can finish and find himself in the right spots. But, I mean, you mentioned the, the front, front four, right? You have Costa up top as the lone striker. He's, he's very, very talented, obviously. Uh, a little bit of a head case, so, you know. You well, got, for certain. You know, so you got, they got to deal with yeah, He reminds me of... Uh, to, to, to make a kind of a, a comparison, do you remember Phil Esposito? Sure. Yeah, with the Rangers. For the, for the, for the, the Ra- no, he was a hockey player for the Rangers and the Bruins. Who am I thinking about then? I don't know. Esposito Phil, for the Yankees. Esposito? Don't yeah. know. On the Yankees? I think there, there might have been the Mets, maybe? There wasn't an Esposito. Anyway, Phil Esposito was yeah. a great okay. scorer, scored 77 goals one year at the Maybe still be the record. Now, I guess Gretzky probably broke that. But he was the kind of guy that, you know, when you, when you looked at all his talents, he wasn't all that great. But he had that ability. You get him the puck in a scoring position, and he would score. You yeah, know, score. and that's kind of, you know, that's a, he always had a nose for goal. And he had that attitude. He had kind of a bad attitude. Teammates, he would battle with them. But he was a great player. He was a great finisher. And where are we going with Harry this? Kane doesn't oh, seem Harry that, Kane doesn't seem Harry Kane seems to be... That kind of guy. You know, Harry Kane is a, 
it's just a born scorer. That's what that's what I that was my comparison. Does he have the attitude? Does he have that same? I don't think I don't he does, he, and he, I think that may be why he's me. not Phil Esposito. To be honest, hashtag attitude. He doesn't have that. No. Those aren't in his tweets. No. Well, I mean, there's a, a lot. I mean, look, he doesn't have the Wayne Rooney attitude. That's for sure. You know, he's not. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad. He doesn't thing. have the Balotelli attitude either, no, no. without a doubt. But I think when you play English soccer, you have to be, you know, you have to be a patient as a soccer player. You have to be a patient person. And it's not always great to have this crazy, headstrong attitude. I think that hurts you sometimes. Don't you it, know? it certainly yeah, can. Yeah. But finishing and scoring is, uh, you know, a super important part of the game. So, I mean, if you have that dimension, it's sometimes, uh, actually, most of the time, it's, it, it's more important than the other elements. You know, that's a trade-off. Is, uh, you, know, you know, you need to score to win. It's the bottom line, literally. And the thing about so. Harry Kane is he will take the shot. Sometimes he'll take ill-advised shots, but he'll take mm-hmm. the shot. But he, he makes, you know, he makes a decent portion of them. His percentage is very no, good. No, he does. That's absolutely his, right. His field goal percentage is very good, okay? He makes it. <laughs> he gets a lot on goal. Uh, but sometimes he disappears from games. But that may be the service that he's not getting, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to blame the striker, especially when you're the lone guy up there. They said the new fellow that they bought, the guy, the, the guy they got from the Dutch league that we were talking about. Yep, Chanson. Yep. They said that they, you know, it's very curious to see. They think he'll work well with him. They think that's going to be a real key. That's uh, that's the, certainly the hope, you know, because right. it took him a little bit, a little bit to get going last year, but but ended up playing a, a very nice year and ended up playing with the national team, the English national team. Yeah, but every soccer player should have the difficulty getting going that uh, the Kane has. Okay. I remember Brian used to Brian Brian Connors used to hate Harry Kane. He always said he's no good. Blah blah blah. Right. Blah blah blah. Loved Erickson probably because he was Danish. Of course. To be honest with you, it was, uh, didn't make a whole lot of sense. So uh, so anyway, what, Erickson's what? great. But listen, let's let's change gears just a little bit because we do have Matt Menino here with us in studio, and uh, our studio yeah. is the wonderful Villa Capri Pizzeria in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, fifty-one West Court Street. The place for soccer in the Burbs, and uh, as well as if you want to have a slice from the oldest pizzeria in this great town of Doylestown, this is where you come. A great easy park, by the way. Great, great place to park. Right, right there's, always, there's a lot of parking here. There can be. I yeah. mean, I think that's the, the right next door. There is a street it's next great, door yeah. behind us. We have uh, a couple streets that um, lend itself to parking. I mean, that's kind of the perception too with Doylestown, and I think people. Actually, it's not the perception. People think it's it's a tough place to park, you know. But mm-hmm. it's it's a great um, town. I think um, people kind of use it as an excuse not to come in town. But I mean, the whole town overall is is a great place to come in. There is parking available. There's a you know courthouse parking lot. It's free parking there if you, if you want to get some exercise in after yeah, you're drinking got, some Peronis. I, 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 I tell you, I love <laughs> in a cold winter day. Having the park in that new parking lot and walk up that damn hill. Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, well. What a freaking hassle, man. No, I mean, can I say free? But you know what? (laughs) You can say free. It's free. That's a free. It's a free. No, it's great. For now, it is. No, no, it's great. Sure. You can actually do better. You can do better. You certainly can. But, you know. So besides the parking, Matt. Parking's important, Bob. You're just too young, what else is so great about uh, about this bar? About so the best, I mean, so- tons of soccer. Well, fans you know, we'll, we'll attach it to the town too. I mean, it, you know, give Doylestown its its um, kudos. You know, they they do a lot of great things to bring people into the area. I mean, uh, we were talking about earlier the uh, the Clydesdale Budweiser yes. horses are coming through um, on Saturday. Um, a couple weeks after that, we're going to do uh, Doylestown. Um, 
uh, fall, uh, what do they call it, a fall festival, um, art, arts festival. They do that every year. So the town's always doing a lot of different things to, to really bring people, you know, and they're doing a, a Sunday fun day, which we have to participate in throwing in an event to add into that. But on Sunday afternoons, if you come into town, they're doing a lot, a lot of things for the, uh, the kids, a lot of the merchants. Um, and then, of course, you know, we, we, we try to provide place with, uh, you know, good atmosphere, clean atmosphere, um, great food. Lewiston kind of has that reputation as being like a partying town. Like young folks come and live here. You know, the work, like guys like young executive types, sure. like these fellows here, they'll, uh, they'll come here because there's, there's a good nightlife. There's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of history it's it's certainly county seat it's a, it's a good place it is it, it, it's it's trending that way I, I don't know if it's quite there yet you know it's one of those it's very um you know merchant um central oriented you know and then because you have the courthouse and you have great shops well, you gotta wait um, until people realize how much money they're wasting living in the city and that's when another, they could yeah. be living here for probably half the price sure yeah. Once that happens, you'll Does be Does anybody with any sense not realize that? I mean, I figured that out 20 years ago. Unless you work in the city, of that's, course. Well, that's, that's the, yeah, exactly. But there are a lot of people right now that live in the city, work in the suburbs, and it doesn't make blows much sense. my mind. Yeah. It really well, does. Well, you know, unless you know, and if they're single, maybe or they're they're you know maybe engaged or they're, they're recently married, I think it's probably a better spot for a social setting. I think, you know, the the burbs here are more of a, you know, Doylestown is very family oriented. It's true. You know, and they they really do cater to families and the events that are around town are really, you know, but we. We're trying here to do, you know, family things too. But, um, you know, offering the soccer is, isn't really quite – I mean, it's a great place to bring your kids. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it kind of caters to both. Um, tonight we'll have salsa night. So there you go. we'll have this 9 o'clock start. Wife over to salsa yeah, night. so we'll do Tell that. us about salsa night, would you? So at 9 o'clock tonight we're bringing in um, salsa night, uh, which is hosted by uh, Danny and uh, Cecilia. They're – you know, neighbors in, of Doylestown, you know, and, and they're going to bring in a party scene. We hired a DJ. and um, But, you know, it's something for someone that's looking to get out, you know, maybe 35 and up, but certainly can cater to somebody that's, you know, 21. And they teach you the salsa dance? They're going to teach you at 9 to 10. It's a free lesson. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's going to be cool. I think. Oh, right. I we'll see. This is the first time around for us. So, Wait, um, it has nothing to do with chips? Nothing to do with chips. Yeah, salsa. I mean, oh, oh no, no. Well, okay. Well, I'm sure it's still going to be good. You know, we may <laughs> offer it. if you come by. I'll have a special VIP table for you. With Actually, maybe where we're sitting right now with some chips, chips for oh, you. Thank you very much. You're a good man. I appreciate that. Even though no, it doesn't have to do with chips, I'm sure it'll, it'll still be good. That's good it's stuff, though. There's salsa dance. Right there. there you yeah, go. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. You know, and we're, we're trying to trend in that direction where you know we. Uh, where it is a, a great place for, you know, a younger audience of, you know, people to come out and, you know, enjoy the town. Uh, you know, town really does shut down at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. It's, it does quiet down significantly. What, so, what are you, which um, is in a way a good thing. What, like with regard to the sauces, is this going to be like a one-time thing or are you going to try to make it a regular thing? I, uh, I think we're going to do it maybe like on a quarterly Type thing. Yeah, we don't want to trend really it. Really needs to get out and do something. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that we. She's in my hair. <laughs> can I just set her here? Do you have like guy teachers? Who and who is this? Instructor, my wife. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. She likes young men, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> you got to make concessions as you get older, man. Not, but anyway, <laughs> the point is, though, she would, I think she would really like it. I, I really do. We'll see. Well, <laughs> It'll you know. be good. It'll be good. Doors, no door, salsa, really doors no open. Actually, the doors are open now, so... Oh, okay. You know, so we're, we're going dance, from now till till. Come dance on Come dance, come right. dance with uh, Alex Krasowski. He's a, uh, you know, no, I, honestly, he knows a, a lost art, Matt. Dancing. Seriously, awesome. a lost art. Not just salsa, but dancing. Dancing, dancing where people is, touch each other. It is. Nice to so, touch each other. It's, Bob, Bob's like, uh-oh, <laughs> this can't be going in a good direction. <laughs> <laughs> the Bob Logs. I ordered the Bob Log. The Bob Log Network. I think we may have to go for an X rating or something. It turned into the Howard Stern show over here. Well, you, you know, there, there's dancing. You're right, though. I mean, you know, aside from maybe the touching part, <laughs> but there Wait, is there's, there's something to be said touching. about that too. Is there anything wrong but, with touching? No, I, I think Other you know people? with with today and age with uh, you know technology and you know the only thing people are touching right now are, are the cell phones. So, and, and I just heard an interesting stat. Um, the other day, that the average person touches her cell phone, which Bob is doing at the moment, or not Bob, but uh, Eric, is a thousand times a day. Yeah, now I don't know if that's 1,100 times a day. So, on the subject of touching Eric Nash. It is amazing. It's a lot. Look, so, well, look I think, wait, I think wait, wait, we Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I, I want to vet that statement, sure. if you don't mind. So 1,100 times a day. How many times an hour would that be? How many times a second would that be? Well, you know, you're sleeping part of that time, so it's, it's a lot. Yeah, 36,000 seconds in a day, right? Well, you can't get poor. So that's though, so once every three good. seconds? Could be. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I don't know the detail of that touching. I don't know if it's like you know, you touch it one time, or like it's sitting in your pocket type of thing. No, or, no, no, I think no, like no. That. I mean, I'm talking about you know the actual touching is good. Texting is just texting a, like a. a <laughs> Regardless, moral of the story is we touch ourselves. Touching, a lot. Uh, touching, yeah. touching is good. Touching in yourself mind, is very good. good. Thing, but. Touching others is good. I mean, look, we wouldn't have these issues with gun control laws if people would just touch each other, even if it's fighting. You know, people need to touch more. Go out and touch each other. So plenty of touching Reach out tonight. And touch somebody's free, hand. So, free so you're lesson. a lawyer, so you can get me out of if jail. If you can't touch somebody, to touch yourself. It's okay. It's the closest person to you. Touch yourself. Not a problem. But anyway, poor Bob. I'm sorry. Ever since he got married, he has no sense of humor. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, what'd she do to him? She's not I touching know, him. That's really. the thing, Eric. I know, really. But wait to get married, then you really won't get touched. <laughs> Trust me. You'll be touching yourself soon. Too. Anyway, so wait back to back to the show. So anyway, we're, we're, so so we're watching this game. So anyway, we go back to you want to go back to Chelsea or are we going no, back, back to touch it? Go back to Doyle's town. Right? <laughs> or okay, so anyway, so, Doyle's, so we have Dan. You know, you're right though. Paul knows touching. Salsa. Touching is a very important thing. I mean, it, very underrated <laughs> skill set. You know. Sa- salsa dancing and and that will be at nine o'clock tonight. Am I so correct, man? You can't touch yourself. I mean, you can't touch people. Sure. What's wrong with you? This know what? We're, maybe German maybe our next Everybody's business German we should folks. we should have it. A... <laughs> Just touch yourself. I mean, touch people. It's good. I know. At least at least an R. R might be generous. Yeah. It's like the John John Holmes comedy hour. But anyway, so so yeah, the thing is that really, um, so it's good that you do this also thing because I, honestly, I think it's the end of the summer though. That's the only thing you got. People will be coming back. Aren't people looking for something to do 
couples. You got to say this is like family or anything. Oh, you're not going to bring your kid sure. to the salsa dance. But who knows? Maybe you can. I don't know. how. I, I, I don't think you know? so. I think um, it is the end of the summer. I think if people are in the area, they're looking for a last hurrah, you know. And oh, those God, people that sad. are out are, are telling us that they want to see this again in the future. So it may not be a salsa dance thing, but some kind of dancing. So we're, we're going to try to expand ourselves a little bit here at Villa. Yeah. And, um, you last know, hurrahs and, are important. got to yeah. be careful. got to be careful with your last hurrahs. Last year, right? Yeah, because every once in a while they, people try to, you know, tell on you and stuff. It's not good. But, um, Speaking from experience. <laughs> it's, not good. it's really not good. Did I tell you my wife was away in Florida for a week right now? So, you know. Oh, I thought she was. I got nothing. nothing I thought you were considering. I'll be touching myself. <laughs> Nothing's happened. <laughs> Trust me. She gave me permission. She gave me a hall pass. She said, if you can find someone willing to touch you, go right ahead. That was nice of her, you know. But anyway, so. Are you, uh, so you, are you thinking about coming by tonight? No, she's, I just have to go pick her up at the airport. Oh, tonight. so she's, okay. Yeah. I I, I've had a whole week to do absolutely nothing. Okay. I've had a girl in my, same girl in my bed the whole week. She's a shih tzu. Her name's Tootsie. She's a real sweetheart. It's my little dog. You met Tootsie. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. A little ornery if you touch her the wrong way, but she's, she's okay. She's a good girl. So anyway, you know, back to, back to the saga. It's funny. It's like, you know, I want to talk a little bit about something, Bob. But I did want to bring something up to you. Soul. Soul won the ch- Yeah, I'm sorry. The soul you want to talk about something, huh? Soul won the, cha- the soul won the... Ch- well, let me, we brought up something during the break that was interesting. Hope Solo. Yep. Talk about touching. But Hope Solo, okay? I mean, there's somebody that it looks to me like... They, the United States soccer put up with a lot of her shenanigans. Kind of like you do. Right? Put up with a lot of her shenanigans. With you. Yes. Right, exactly. Put up with a lot of her shenanigans. And now that she's getting a little long in the tooth, I love that saying, gets getting a little long in the tooth, all of a sudden now they're not putting it up with it so, putting up with her so much, and they suspended her for a lengthy time. What, what do you think of all that? Yeah, six down? months, terminated the U.S. soccer contract. I've seen the, I guess I've seen the comparison to the domestic abuse charge, no suspension, comments after a game about a team playing cowardly, six months. Why is that a big deal, man? If a guy on the men, if Clint Dempsey said that, would would that have been that big of a deal? Would he have been suspended? Yeah, I don't know. It might be a lifetime achievement award for her. That's the way I look at it. There's no doubt. But do, do you think it matters that there's not really a big U.S. women's soccer game coming up for like two years now? Well, okay. Yes, right, absolutely. Know? And, yeah. yeah, you need to put that out there, of course, mm-hmm. right? The six months is special. It's, it's, I guess it's academic at best, right? It's just one of those things you put out there, and it makes a statement, but it really doesn't make a statement. I think she's gone. I really do. I think she's gone. I think, you think she's that's gone. it for her? I do. I do. I think that they probably – oh, God, I'm going to forget the names. They have a couple of young – Ashlyn is one of them uh, – Goal. They have the young goalkeepers that are kind of waiting in the wings for a long time. She's going to be 38 or 39 come the next World Cup. Right. So, you know, I mean, I know goalies have the longer shelf, shelf life, but. Of course. She's getting, and she let up a, one or two weak goals, you know. She had strong moments in the Olympics, but she had some weak moments, too. But the problem with her, and it's probably. A couple like weak moments, saying, for sure, right? right? She wasn't tested that, that much. And no. There was the one group stage game where they drew 2 2, and it was, it was quite poor, actually. First of all, why rip the Swedish team 
for playing it smart. That bothered me, okay? First of all, it's sour grapes. There's no question about it. There's no room for that, even in the watered-down Olympic stage that we have now, okay, where sportsmanship's supposed to be the main thing going on. Am I wrong? Are you talking about the professional level? No, I'm talking about like the Olympics. In the Olympic sportsmanship. Well, Ryan Lochte, there you go. (laughs) Ryan Lochte. And what do you think really happened there with Ryan Lochte? I think Ryan Lochte... You know, I think Ryan Lochte basically, you know, was the, the guys that, you know, walking around thinking they're, you know what, doesn't smell. And they're, yeah. they're, they're strutting their stuff. And they're big they guys and swimmers. Stuff on. And they try to, you know, you don't mess around when you're playing in somebody else's playpen, uh-huh. man. And he's going you, you don't back. do that. No, uh-huh. you, don't, you don't do that. Well, they had a lot of that on video, too, right? The, That's the thing. That's yeah, when it came out. Broke a window. I mean, sure. broke a door. So basically, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. basically covering up uh, something that. They obviously were doing that was mischievous. You He's know? like, God damn that, Michael Phelps. I can't stand it anymore. He beats me every time we turn around. I'll get him. No, he leaked the tape. Yeah, it was Michael yeah, Phelps. Yeah, Michael, Phelps. Michael Phelps is probably right. He's probably the videographer there. But, you know, all in all, the Olympics. Good time. What yeah. do you think? You know, here's a question for you. Good question. Sure. Since we're kind of doing a good all sports kind of nonsense thing right now, um, what do you think? Uh, name the only sport in the Olympics that. You have to be an amateur to be it. The only that there's sport. there's no um, advertising. This is a good one, really. It's interesting, too. Ping pong? Not true. Handball? Not true. They have a pro handball league, these, these guys playing in Europe. What's that, judo or jujitsu? Not judo. Fencing. Say fencing. I was going to say fencing. Nope. No. Nope. Oh, we're just running they have a professional now. wrestling. Oh, okay. Isn't that interesting? By the way, and that just came back. Right. There you go. Wrestling. Isn't that interesting? Because back in the day, um, 1972, when the uh, when the U.S. basketball team was ripped off, right? Was ri- no, that was 70. Was it 70? Are you talking about against the Russians? Against the right? Was that 72? I thought that was Munich. Ah, well, it was against the Russians. Yeah. Okay. Bottom line is they. Uh, I, I want to say it was. It maybe was Munich. I thought Munich was 76, but I could be wrong. No, I'm sorry. I Canada, wasn't around for Montreal it. Montreal was 76. Okay, You're right. Got it. Munich is right. Yeah, well, that was a crazy Olympics. You know, being a Jewish guy, that was a tough, tough, tough situation with my, with Mark Spitz and all that stuff. Them getting him out of the country because he had won seven. But the thing about that was they, the big issue was we were embarrassed. Russia cheated us. If you remember, they wouldn't even go on the stand. They wouldn't even go get their silver medal, which is probably the utmost in bad sportsmanship, really. Come on. Bobby, but they wouldn't do it. That's how mad they were. Come on. That they got ripped you, off. You have to understand why they didn't go up on the stand. Because they lost? Because they put more time on the clock. The game was over. They put more time on the clock, and they still even needed a, a full court heave and a basket to win it. Right. And to Russia's credit, they did it. But that play should have never happened. The game was over, the medal was won. I agree. It, it was, it's one of the most I, ridiculous I, things in the history of sports. I agree, and at the time it was a huge, huge, huge thing. Who made the call? Thing. The refs. They extended it. Yeah, well, there's okay, some kind it. of Russian connection with the referee, if I recall. Yeah, Doug Collins made the two clutch free throws. Yep, Doug Collins of the Philadelphia 76ers, yep, fame, by the way. Exactly right. Um, and he said that was the they were interviewing him. During the Olympics, in fact, I'm sorry, he was an announcer during the Olympics for basketball, and he said that was the low point in his basketball life. The I low, believe it. the lowest point in his life. But you know, at the time, it seemed very logical to boycott the ceremony, the award ceremony. But looking back on it, I'm like, you know what? How, really? 
It happened. It happened. Should you still go there and, get, and accept your? You know how many teams would like to accept a silver medal in any sport in any at any time in the Olympics? Yeah, but that's coming from a guy and teams that haven't qualified and haven't done the work to get the medal that they believe they deserve. And if something is taken from you like that, I have no problem whatsoever with it. I mean, that was taken from them almost without parallel in sports. When you say take, you mean it was? It almost seemed like as it was in a they won the game situation. already. It was like a fix was in on that. Well, again, they still needed to throw. Call. They still needed to throw the length right. of the court and make the basket. But Understood. They had, it. they had stopped it. They the had first stopped time it around. once. What made them put, they the, put the clock the time back on? Back why on why the did they clock. do that? Do you remember? I'm trying to remember why they put the three seconds back on in the first place. Because it was a whole big conspiracy. There was like a whistle that came early. Right. It was a bunch of illogic, but it wouldn't be the first time in a major sporting event that something like freaky happened. No, no, I feel like no, something no, like no. that happened recently in the Olympics. No, where there was something. No. Yeah, I mean, I know it does. This is before you know replay and stuff. So right. Human error right. happened. Let me I ask mean, you this question: you know. In the Olympics, in the past, would they do the medal round right after the event? I feel like is that what they're doing now, or so? In other words, if you win, you know, the the track meet, do they, do they like do, right away? They do, track, and now there's so many track events, well, like swimming in particular, right? They will run a race or they'll swim a race, if you will, have the ceremony 15 minutes later, and then keep doing. More races, so right. they're doing. So it's yeah. not like a, a a next day thing, right? In the in the past, in track they do it the next day. I want to say track they may, yeah. Only because logistically, with sure. eighty thousand people in the stands and all these different races coming on, you know, at least in, in swimming, they all happen in the same pool, right? So you know? so here then, yeah, the people running around the track. So where I'm getting the to the track, you know, marathons on and off the track. I mean, a lot of Stuff going on. Yeah, so I guess I guess my, track, my but, yeah, where yeah. I'm going with this is, did Russia have a day or two to sit on this and think about no. this? Spontaneous. Not, not. It was spontaneous. I remember seeing the highlights. You can watch it. There was, I mean, there was moments where there was a lot of controversy, maybe five or ten minutes, where a lot of stuff was going on. Referees talking to this one, talking something was wrong politically. That was a very strange Olympics. You know, I mean, it was a, it was a very, very weird situation but they did get ripped off but to not show up with the thing that's to me that's not what the olympics are about so go go even if you're right so no what i was thinking about was on the subject of wrestling it just came came on to me now the uh the wrestler from who was winning the match did you see that in the recent olympics he was from male or female this is the male okay there was a couple big stories he was from uh some very small country, and he was he was running around, um, right like ten seconds. He was winning the match, and then like ten seconds before the match was going to end, he was mocking the other wrestler, and he got penalized for that. And then the coach, did you see this or no? They threw the clothes out. I, I of it. Yeah, I, I do remember. That was yeah, North Korea. Or I don't know if was, or something it was. It like was crazy. Yeah, it was it was a country that was a very small country. Yeah. Absolutely right. Right. And, and then the, and they lose the medal. Did they ultimately? Well, not get the medal yeah, he had that? the. I think he was winning the gold, and then right. he went from the gold to the silver. But the coach ended up taking his clothes off. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. Well, if you watch <laughs> the Olympics, though, if you watch it just in general, you know, it's, many of these things are decided on spur of the moment 
decisions, even now where they do use a lot of technology in the Olympics. They don't use goal line technology, by the way, in the Olympic soccer. I thought that was kind of interesting. But, you know, they have to make a quick decision, and sometimes it's the wrong decision. Now, in your situation we talked about, I was old. I was eight years old. I remember that. I mean, I was old enough to know what was going on, and I remember it was a horrible thing at the time because the U.S. had never... Like lost, you know, lost in Russia. You know, it was it was kind of the Cold War, so it was it was right. a big deal. It was more, it was politics. It was more than just basketball. But they were all amateurs, you know. I mean, ultimately that yeah. led that led to the LeBron James and the Kevin Durant's and those types, you know, and uh, Charles Barkley playing for the U.S. and beating people by forty five sure. points, which ultimately I think hurt the sport. Who wants to watch Olympic basketball? The women haven't oh, lost man. in 80 games. Oh, the women haven't lost in 80 games. Well, I'm not watching. I don't think okay. I'll be watching the, men, the women's the men, basketball. The but. men very rarely lose unless they come up a really good like Brazil or Spanish team. Very right. hard for them to, to lose. Even then. Russians, even then. Russia's all fragmented now, so it's very hard for them to ever lose. I, I don't like – here's the problem that I have with the Olympics. Here's something I want to throw out there. When you watch the American feed – which I think the Olympics in a lot of ways are made for the American television audience, okay? You know, I don't really want to know always about the American who came in third in some track race when somebody from Albania or somebody wins only their second, first gold medal in track and field, and they don't even talk about it. It's like an afterthought. Or it's just like a little side story. Yeah, oh, American got there. By the way, this guy won for the first time. Back to the Americans. Like it's always yeah. about the human interest. In fact, one of the skaters came... Not skaters, I'm sorry. One of the... the, the one of the... Um, uh, gymnastics, one of the gym people, came out and said when it comes to the women's gymnastics, women really love women's gymnastics, just like they like ice skating in the Winter Olympics, figure skating. And they said that one of the announcers had the, the you know what, the cojones to say, yeah, you know what, the score doesn't really matter. It's the, it's the human interest uh, uh, stories that matter. And he really meant it. He said that the women like to tune in. They don't really care who wins. They don't care if Simone Biles came in first or second. Well, of course, the, there was no issue of that, really. So that was easy to say. She was winning everything. But it's not interesting. They said the women don't really care. I think that was a talk about political correctness well, in our area. What a horrible thing to say. They're, it's those viewers that are for, for the story. And that's the thing going back to the American broadcast. NBC is a private company. So they're in it for the profits, for the shareholders, and everything like that. They pay a lot of money probably for those rights. So they, they put exactly what you're saying, what will get them the most viewers. Whereas you go to Canada or you go to the BBC in England, uh, if you, if, I don't know if you watch those broadcasts during the Olympics. You could get it online if you try. I would like but to, you know what? I it was a lot more that. neutral. And it, uh, they showed a, lot, uh, a wider variety of events because they don't have the same sort of obligations that NBC does to, you know, Turn a profit and everything like that. So it, there's a whole backstory to your That's to your comment of you know the coverage yeah. is who not is, the best. Who was he? Who was the English uh, runner, the distance runner? Oh, I don't know. Bob, really Bob should good. know. Bob, who, you know. Who was that? The English distance good, uh, runner. Come on, he's really good. Oh, Mo Farah. Mo Farah. Now yep. Mo Farah. I'm sure in England he was, you know, the toast of the town for three days. You know, I'm sure. No, 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 no. It's more than that. No, no, no. Mo Farah. Everyone knows Mo Farah. But the point is, I could see in England. They're concentrating on Mo Farah, okay? Right. And some of the tennis guys, like uh, Rod. Andy Murray. Yeah, right. But the, the difference is the U.S. Andy Roddick is not, he's American, and I he's not the, playing. Right, the difference is in the U.S., you have to admit the U.S., they have the biggest squad. 
In for, for which in, oh, in just every sport. generally yeah and they're always just about almost always 95% of the time in the medal contention you know so many athletes and I think in a way I mean I think it's great but as a sports purist I mean the fact that it's all about money now and the gymnasts being real big time so they can make a fortune if they win a gold medal and stuff, it kind of takes something away from me the, but, the, the but, dream team stuff I think that's taken to me but, it's taken a lot let, away let me ask you this question it, it, who, uh, how does the U.S. do in the Winter Olympics? And who, who, Pretty well. who wins most of the medals in, in the Winter Olympics? Oh, the U.S. is always up there. Who else wins? Are they? Not to say are like they, they dominated the summer. Are they not top, to top three medals? they're not as good as the, the Absolutely sports. top three. 100%. Top three. Yeah. Top three. It's not, it's not winning it. Yeah. Is that right? For in the sure. winter? For sure. Well, okay. you know, Japan kind of does well. Uh, Russia, I guess. I don't know. Russia's so fragmented now. I'm not sure. But, you know, the Russian nations always do pretty well. You know, in, like, for instance, in hockey, the U.S. is no, is no guarantee to win a medal. Right? You know what? Um, curling, they don't, they don't, you know, they're not. I mean, there's, there's not as many sports. There's just not as many sports. They're terrible at the alpine skiing events. Like the right. Well, that's you know, well, I guess we're on And the, the biathlon and stuff, that's not their thing, you know. They're good at the uh, speed skating. The snowboarding, and too. And the, and the figure skate. It's, it's more of an even playing field, I think, you know? So we, we have here, this is the 2014 Winter Olympics medal count. And I'll, I'll run through the top, maybe, we'll go top five, top six, why not? Uh, number one was Russia, actually. I Wait, what I year are you map. talking about? 2014, 2014. The, the most recent Winter Olympics. In which one, Winter Olympics? The Winter, winter. What, oh, okay. what we were talking about previously. That was we were talking about, yeah, okay, the winter. The medal count. Yeah, go the ahead, Russia. Count, seeing, you know, what country is the best? Russia actually had the most medals okay. at 33. Then second place was Norway. Third Norway. was Canada. And fourth was the U.S. with 28. How many? That's five below the top. So right. not a bad spread between the top four people. And, and I think a countries. lot of it, when you look at the Olympics, a lot of it is the amount of people you have entering these competitions. Yeah, the U.S. has the maximum amount of people in every category just about in the Olympics. Every swimming race, okay. every track race, every gymnastics tournament, they have, yeah, they have the maximum amount of world-class athletes in there. So to me, the actual total medal count is like a stupid thing. How about, uh, of those medals, how many are, are gold? So, yeah, we made a mistake. I made a mistake. And um, so the U.S. actually came in second most medals. They have these... Um, uh, ranked by gold medals. So the U.S. had nine gold medals, and Russia had 13 gold medals. Norway had 11. Canada had 10. So, so in, in, you know, in defense of the networks, I mean, you, you can't help but not, you know, put more, mostly U.S. information out there because they're winning most of the medals and they're winning a lot of the gold medals. And that's what the audience so, likes. You know, course, it's lost. a catch twenty two. Yeah, you want to see those, but at the same time, you can't take focus away from uh, an athlete who's winning, a, coming in on a gold medal, especially if he's a U.S. I forget which sport it was, but one of the one of the track and field medals was won by a country that never won a, a big medal. Okay, and the four hundred, something like okay. that, and, and the American came in second or third, got all the play or the air. Oh, and by the way, this guy won the first, you know, Polish record, you know, uh, award or whatever. I just thought that was ridiculous. But then again, you know, people, it's all about the money. Sure. It's all about, you know, what people want to hear. They, you know, you're right. If you pay all that money to broadcast it, you should broadcast what people want to hear. I mean, they don't have bad-looking people on those TV spots and stuff, right? I mean, people want to see 
pretty people. Yeah, pretty they want to hear people. good American stories. Oh yeah, they want. They want to believe that we're the best country in the exactly. world. Exactly, that's what. It's Just all like about. Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump tell us, you know. Well, Donald Trump. Well, Donald will make it. Donald will make, make us. Make it. it. It's not the Olympics By noon, that are going to do he'll that. He'll make it. But, well, it happens in every forum, you know, from the political to the even, even your the eleven o'clock news. I mean, they're always focusing in on most of the time that things that are just either super negative or that's really not you're right. the big story. You're I right. mean, don't get you me know, wrong. They're right. not always you're off right. the mark, but, and it is what's going to sell. And, no, you're right. And you, know. Why, you, know, you know, it's the whole thing. Like, why is there racial profiling, you know? Oh, I don't know, because you watch the news and you see ethnic faces all over the screen every day. So ultimately, you know, it, it, it creates a perception that that's what's going on. Sure. I mean, I think I don't know how you beat that. Does television... You know, I was thinking about, you know how big television is and how big of an innovation television was, right? Do you think that at this point, just like the telephone, you know, you think television's on its way out? That the computer and live streaming and ways that you can find your own thing is going to, you know, make, uh, you know, uh, television this? not as important? Are we, are we live on the air now or are we broadcasting through the internet? Well, that's the, that's point. the thing. That's, it's, that's where it's going. That's the direction. And I think the networks are realizing that as we speak. I mean, do you remember how hard they fought the? You know, the fourth network was like Fox, let's say, and the cable started taking over. And now it's like when you watch all the shows you watch, how many of them do you watch on cable or Netflix? You don't even turn on the television at this point. So, how, how successful has uh, you know going back to soccer is this NBC? Um, Network with with EPL. I mean, are they? Well, I are they, love their online. I, I mean, I know they're doing a great job. I mean, obviously they, they seem to be progressing and, and, and adding things to their their program. Um, I mean, I'm assuming they're doing well. losing sponsors, though. It seems to me NBC is yes. Uh, so what does that mean when the EPL becomes just the EPL and when Carlsberg is no longer and Carling Black Label is now apparently the the beer of choice, which they don't apparently export here. Is that true, by true. the way? Yeah, it is. You know. I did notice, though, on the sideline, I brought it up to English Paul, that they, they still are a sponsor. You know, so if you see the ad on the sideline, right. they do. It, Carlsberg does come up. I didn't. No, Paul rec- with footy. Yeah, look, yeah. look, it's a Carlsberg. So it is. It is. Yeah. So Carlsberg is not sponsoring Liverpool anymore on the front well, of the Well, they're not. I think they're sponsoring the team, they're but they're not They're not sponsoring the network, maybe? Not the or official the, the, beer of the EPL is what oh, okay. But is that tied right. in with the... Does that have a, a relation with the, the TV program? I don't know. Is that two separate entities? I'm not I guess? sure about I mean, maybe Carling just said, hey, this is our country. This is, you know, we're an English beer. Let's, let's sponsor our league. It's a, maybe it's a, it's a, you know, it was a tragedy that and uh, you know, well, where's Carl? Where's Carlsberg from? I believe that's from is it Denmark. Oh, it's oh, so it's not even it's not or even the Netherlands. There. I don't even know. Carl, yeah. Carlsberg. I'm thinking, I'm it's, thinking it's, it's Danish or Dutch. A, that's why a, I, said I believe they're out of Denmark. Okay. And why, why are they sponsoring the English Premier League? I mean, well, of course you could say why Chevrolet on Manchester United's sure. uh, jersey, but but the because it's all about where the money is. But I don't understand how Carling Black Label, if in fact they don't export. And they're trying so hard to grow the EPL in this country. It doesn't seem like you think that's a, a step backwards. Well, unless they're planning to export, maybe that's just like maybe it's phase one. Maybe they're going to start exporting sure. the, the Carling beer. I don't know. You would know better than me on that. I, I haven't yeah. heard anything. I just um, 
and here's another thing. They used to export to the United States because I remember when I was younger in the 70s when they had a lot more beer commercials, sure. a lot more different varieties of beers. They used to have Carling Black Label. I remember the song, Mabel, another black label, Carling Black Label beer. It's the same right, beer. Right. I thought it was made in like where Ortlieb's was made in like upstate New York, but it's not. You know right, what I mean? Right. So that's interesting. interesting. Maybe they're trying to do that again. It just doesn't seem to make it's a lot of there, sense. singing there, by the way. Thank Eric. you very much. <laughs> I, the scary thing is I remember it. Yeah, for 40 years. So least, on, on the subject of singing, Bob, you weren't here last week, but we brought in Mike Otto. You know what? I heard part of this. Did you? All yes. right. So he's, uh, we're, we're in the works of putting together. A uh, an intro to to your uh, to your show. Is there any way we could pop your intro on there now or no? To hear what we're my intro the uh, our intro? so Bob yeah our intro. So Eric was saying, or we I don't know we were talking about hooks and right okay um, right so music what, to to the I can put on whatever you want. Well, you have an intro to your show, the Voo Voo. Oh yeah. Well, it's the Olay song the from Olay. Blackthorn, but it's really. It's right, something so that they, it's an old ole, 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 ole. Gotcha. I mean, I'm sure it's been done yeah, like 50 times. Yeah, it goes something like this. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Something Maybe like every once in a while you pop that out, kind of like a. We use Blackthorn's version, if you ever heard of them, because. And they sing about the Irish soccer team, because I was a big Blackthorn, Blackthorn fan. So it's this guitar riff here. Who does this? Where's this? Blackthorn. And then here it comes, right here. Well, they're an Irish band. Gotcha. Get a lot of. And the Olay song that you hear in almost every stadium in Europe, right? Sure. Or in America, too, probably. Different. This one's a little different. Well, they talk about, if you listen, they say Paul McGrath was the star of the Irish team. They talk about the Irish in the World Cup, uh, you know, which is interesting because now the Irish are, like, relevant again in soccer. Sure. Oh, they weren't for a long time. Okay. Yeah, so so this is the intro. So Mike's working on this, actually, for you. Putting, putting something, uh, if you wanted to. Awesome. It would be awesome. That would be great. Just so change it up. You on know, top, like does, it up. does he like, have that audio? Does he need us to send he's, that to him? Um, actually, if you could send that to me, that would be great. So he yeah. kind of knows what, what, what he's uh, up against. Be great. You know, I don't know if you're up for a change, but, yeah, we you know, are. we were talking about co-sponsoring co and bringing in, um, cross-promoting, and, you know, he does our open mics on Wednesdays, and he's into music. Yeah, let's do he's that. He's going to be doing I some stuff him, out in the beer I met garden. him about four weeks ago. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. He's like your music director here. Right, he is, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I would say he's. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, he's definitely a, a key element. In what Let's we're get doing. him. I mean, so. as long as it's good. I mean, we could. That doesn't mean we lose our other song to, into oblivion forever. forever. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. Right. We could certainly have. It's all part a of the family. Song and just have that as maybe sure. in between, you know, portions of the show and stuff. You know, intro and outro music that would work. Right? Yeah, but yeah. it's good stuff. All right. Well, good. Well, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll work on that and. Uh, and Matt, it's always always a pleasure. Great, thank you. Doing a wonderful job with this with this bar here. It's I mean we say it all the time. It's our favorite spot to be. So Great, thank you. Thanks for coming out again. It was early, but it's we our had favorite to spot to be. So kind of wiping the eyes. It's not only because you're the only place that will have after, us. Uh, after a late, <laughs> it's after, not only because <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah. After a late night of, a, of American football, it was oh, it was yeah. great for me to come up this morning, Absolutely. wipe the eyes a little bit, and be cool. ready for some some English football. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do something on the, uh, the college life. football scene. You know what I was thinking, Bob? You know, you love Penn State. You yeah. do love. You still love Penn State, right? What do you mean still? You didn't lose yeah, that when you got married. School. Right, okay. Um, well, I love it too, okay? And so we have that in common, right, from the very start. We That's right. Penn State graduates. Why don't we do like, why don't we start getting like a show up during the Penn State games? 
I'm in. Why don't we do that? I, we were talking to Matt about I think that's great. maybe the 10th of September. So that is two weeks from today. Two weeks from today. And then we can make it looser, like where I can do my thing. And then was that me? And, no, that was me. Oh. That was him. That was me. That was Eric doing his thing, as he That mentioned. was my thing. No, that's not my thing. I just had too many beans this morning. <laughs> anyway. I'm watching. I'm looking, trying to get the highlights of the uh, the, the games they're showing. Up. But anyway, Bob. So we had so, a, right, it's, so we have a good time just talking like stuff. Yeah, in a way. I mean, I know stuff. you. You talking, I, us reacting. It's great. No, man. that's not true. We were all talking. That was a very Alex. We I'm all, like to you listen. all had I'm good, a very good listener observer. Had, yeah, so. but you had the whole Olympic uh, gauging the Olympic situation. Eric, and yeah. stuff. he did. Yeah, you did yeah. that, Alex. Yeah. I, I, Eric, I was in tears when you were talking about the touching segment. I I'm mean, sorry. I was I was beyond belief. In that tears. was planned, by the way, for the people. Oh yeah! Right now, yeah. Wasn't planned by me. I don't know. I have no control of what goes on in my head, and that's the god's eye. Or scary. Not whatsoever. Yeah. All I know is things just—it's like little sticks of dynamite just kind of go boom, and I just start talking. There he is. But I I would certainly open myself up to talk to to talk about other things besides soccer. I can. All right. You think I could? You know, I I can get some folks in. I can get some folks that are college football fans that can be here for. That game. Let's do it. Wait, well, what's the big? Is this a big, big Pitt game against Penn State? Oh, that. Oh, well, I can. I can add a lot to that Why because that? that was the biggest rivalry. It was when I was there last back played, in the last back in the, 80s. In the year two thousand. Yeah. Well, this. I'm telling you, that was the game. In fact, the guys from Pitt painted our fraternity house. Really, like Pitt blue or Pitt all purple, whatever was their color. At the no, time. yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the, uh, no, the royal they, blue. No, they pulled like a bad prank on us. I mean, it was Man. brutal. I mean, there was a real rivalry. The, the only thing that I remember that was a problem with the Pitt-Penn State is they used to play the game, if I'm correct, either Friday or Saturday on Thanksgiving weekend, okay. which meant that none of the people were there. Right. So as a student... It was you watched it on TV, but it was a little different. But you're talking Dan Marino, Tony Dorsett. I mean, it was pretty amazing. Some of That's the guys great. that were on that pit. is I great. Mean, oh, it was good stuff. Well, we're looking forward to that. So we'll be back here at Villa Capri on September the 10th if uh, if all goes well. Bob Long, Alex Rosalski, and Eric Nash. But a great Vuvuzela show, Vuvu Soccer. Signing off here from Villa Capri in Doylestown. Appreciate everybody being here. Appreciate Matt Menino coming on. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. EPL followed by college football. Excited that it comes back. Oh, we're going to do a, a daily double. Excited for it. That sounds good. That sounds really good. Let's All right, do that. sign us off here, Eric. Okay, so you've been listening to Vuvu Soccer on the Bob Long Sports Network. Thank you, Alex, Bob, Matt, again, and me. I want to thank myself. You should, man. Hope you I kept that. I hope we kept it light. It was fun, and uh, it's always good. I think we made the right move doing the. Uh, on the Bob Long Network instead of doing this radio thing. we I'm coming out of my shell, if you can tell, a little bit. I haven't been able to tell, no. Okay. I, well, <laughs> I'll try to make it more evident for you next Uh-oh, time. Oh, maybe don't. Maybe so do anyway, what you're doing. have a great week. Have a great Labor Day. And we will hopefully talk to you next week or the 10th for sure. Probably the 10th. Is that what the, the date was? That's the 10th. That's talk the to you the 10th. September.